Hello, everybody, and welcome. Ah, oh, love that sound. <laughs> welcome to Liberty Libations number 47. My name is Jake Green, joined by Stephen Hilton, Alden Hardy, and Sam Whip. Sam, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, how's it going? Pretty good. Can you tell folks who you are and why you're here? Uh, well, my name's Samuel. Yeah, Sam Whip. I'm from the Black Flag Podcast, and I was invited on. So I'm super excited to talk about this. I knew nothing about it till I knew I was coming on. So I did some research and things, it's things wild. Are, yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. I did so much research the past few days. It's, uh, yeah. And Alden's been doing research since the day it happened. Alden <laughs> oh, wow. was probably there. Is <laughs> <laughs> no. that well, really there now, though? There were multiple shooters, so. Yeah, it definitely there we appeared, go. So. Yeah. I had a bunch of bookmarks in my web browser for this, and yeah. uh, lo and behold, all the pages are gone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Fed metal. Wow. They already got. They already got to you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we do. We uh, sadly, our producer is actually on the ground in Las Vegas for this show, so <laughs> he, he won't be joining us, and he actually won't be reporting from the ground, which is really unfortunate. We're <laughs> doing target practice, right? Um. Yeah, for, for anybody who's interested, just to kick things off, anybody who's interested in the Libertarian Party, any any ideas that uh, surround freedom and liberty and that sort of thing, go to lpgeorgia.com if you live in Georgia. If you don't, go to lp.org, um, learn all about what we believe in, what we think, all the things that we're doing to help spread liberty around the United States and around Georgia. Um, yeah. Let's get into it, y'all. Today, we're talking about the 2017 Las Vegas shooting, which left 60 people dead, hundreds injured, um, and took place under some very suspicious circumstances and had some very interesting things happen afterwards. Um, so, And before, even. And before, even. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, um, we'll have the suspicious sandwich here that we'll talk about. Gosh, I love a good suspicious sandwich. <laughs> That's a hard thing to say, actually, though. <laughs> um, I first, I kind of wanted to just give the official narrative of, of, sure. of what happened. Um, so this is the Wikipedia page. I thought it was about the most officially, like official narrative-y kind of thing that we could that we could look at. Right. But uh, it says, I'll just read the first two paragraphs and then we'll start talking about it. Um, on October 1st, 2017, a mass shooting occurred when 64-year-old Stephen Paddock opened fire on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada from his 32nd floor suite in the suites in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. He fired more than a thousand bullets, which that's lowballing it, um, killing 60 people and wounding at least 413. The ensuing, ensuing panic brought the total, of, total number of injured to approximately 867. About an hour later, he was found dead in his room from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The motive for the shooting is officially undetermined. Um, the incident is the deadliest mass shooting by a single gunman in American history. It focused attention on firearms laws in the U.S., particularly with regard to bump stocks, which Paddock used to fire shots in rapid succession at a rate similar to that of automatic firearms. Bump stocks were banned by the U.S. Justice Department in December 2018. Shocker. But the constitutionality of the ban remained under review until 2022 when the Supreme Court declined to hear the case. <laughs> of course. Did they really? I didn't know about that. And take note of who was president at the time, you know, Mr. 
take the guns first, ask questions later. <laughs> there we go. All right. Who wants to kick things off? Um, should we start with Steven Paddock? Should we start talking about him first? I mean, Alden, might as well. Yeah. Alden, what do you, what do you got on Steven Paddock? Uh, Steven Paddock. Um, I would Extreme. first want to say, no, go ahead. Extremely accurate with a bump stock. That okay. I was gonna question whether he used it or not. So I was gonna say before we jump into Stephen Paddock, should we go through like line by line the wiki thing and break down like what's weird about that even? Because that was definitely one that stood out to me. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's bring it back up. Um, let's see. Which what was the line that you wanted to talk about? Well, he's bringing up the bump stock thing in particular, which is um, absolutely just ridiculous to think that you would be able to yeah, you know, hit stock. your targets from that far with a bump stock. Yeah, Paddock used to fire shots in rapid succession at a rate similar to that of automatic firearms. Um, yeah. It's just so, like, first of all, it's weird. That's what they focused on with the entire second paragraph. I agree. <laughs> Almost like it was planned there that that was yeah. going to be a discussion topic. Yeah. yeah Almost like. Almost like that. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh yeah, what do you what do what do y'all think about that whole? And the uh, other thing here that like, do you remember when CNN officially early on was uh, like in the the day after was talking about how he? Um, so it says on Wiki, self inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He offed himself in the room, kind of thing. CNN originally said he charged the door and shot at one of the officers, and they took him down, kind of thing. The you know he like was at the door ready to take on the SWAT team as he came in the door and he and he wrestled through him and got into the hallway. This is all CNN saying this. Yeah. But now you can't. I mean, find that and CNN isn't saying that anymore because the official narrative is now switched to he shot himself before they got in. Right. But, but there, be, that was a thing. To be fair, CNN yesterday also reported that Israel bombed a hospital in Palestine <laughs> that didn't actually happen. So, yeah, it was the you know. no, that's. <laughs> I don't, I'm not surprised about that either. Yeah. That's a funny story as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I. CNN was also pushing the Jesse Smollett story not far off from this Vegas shooting. So it's. Yeah. yeah. Did any of you see like the photos of uh, him shoot, supposedly shooting himself? Like there's, I think, injuries to his head and then. There's um, one on his chest. Yeah, one yeah, on his chest. chest as well. There's also yeah. a pool of blood that's fresh on an old pool of blood, basically on the ground. It looks weird. <laughs> It, For it real, does, it's weird. It, I mean, it looks yeah. really weird. Wow. Yeah. So you shoot yourself and, they in the had chest to... and go, man, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like he was underneath his rifle. I bet his, his pistol was on the couch. He was getting all perfect headshots except for himself that he yeah. decided to shoot himself <laughs> in the chest. <laughs> oh, my God. That's both sad and funny. Which, um, you know. I, I do have law enforcement on my family and I have been told that there are some suicide cases. You know, you see, you see some people with the, the double tap to the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that reflex causes you to pull the trigger a second time. So that is possible. In the, in two well. different spots though. Like, oh, no, 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 it's just, right, it's right. a bam, bam. I mean, you see a, there, you know, it's a, you'll, have, you'll have two exit wounds. I believe I mean, that. I believe yeah. that brain, like brain trauma causes your muscles to tense. So yeah. that would, that would yeah. make, that would make sense. If your finger would let go, or if it was like a short trigger pull, mm -hmm. that could happen. If it's a long trigger pull, that ain't happening, right? Yeah, <laughs> not with my not with my little Smith and Wesson bodyguard that's got like a thirteen pound trigger pull. That's probably not happening. Like, 
Yeah. Well, and before we dive into Paddock, you know, Alden, you mentioned that this could have been orchestrated as like a gun grab. It could be that, but it could also just be that there's there's just this maniacal cadre of gun grabbers to the side just waiting for any new story to latch onto. Mm. We have a culture that. of that kind of just waiting in the wings anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think there was multiple reasons why this happened. And I think some of it is policy. I think some of it is money. I think some of it is, man, it gets weird when you get into the Saudi Arabia side. I think it was a botched assassination. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying when you get yeah. into the, so, the yeah, Saudi we'll, side. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. That's why I said I <laughs> teaser. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sam, did, it looked like you were about to say something. Did you have something to input? Uh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so this came out earlier this year. Uh, here we go. FBI documents give new view into Las Vegas shooters' mindset. Um, oh, I can't this wait. Is, this is from the AP. Uh, I just want you to take a breath before you <laughs> before you read <laughs> this idiot. I haven't seen this one. The high-stakes gambler who carried out the deadliest mass shooting in a modern, modern American history was apparently very angry over how the casinos were treating him despite his high roller status, okay. <laughs> according to a fellow gambler. And I kid you not, that is the premise of this entire article. Wow. That he, he, the only motivation that they can release and that they've found through these documents that the FBI released earlier this year was that he was upset over the casinos treating him poorly. That's that's it. That's what we're going to That's it. Wow. Okay. That like the, they have no motive what I mean, what are the three things to like really go after somebody for a crime? What? It's motive means an opportunity. Mm. You have you have absolutely zero motive for this crime. So right. like why I guess I guess the biggest question for me is like why was he there? And why is he the scapegoat if he is, in fact, a scapegoat? At one point, they tried to say something about him being like, a, I don't know, a Trump supporter because Trump, you know, was good for the stock market or something about that, even though all anyone that knew him was like, he's not even a political guy. And then I'm like, why would you go, you know, shoot up a country concert if you're a Trump supporter? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, that's... <laughs> So the motive thing has just been stretched so thin across this and they've been rubber banding it with just trying kind of throwing noodles at the wall to see what will stick because there there isn't one that we've seen, honestly. Not that I can tell. Yeah, no, I've I've not been able to tell anything, any any type of motive that I could like think of. Um, I've, I've not seen any proof that he had any type of motive whatsoever to uh, to do this and i just oh i should have brushed up on there's so much to this I, I couldn't brush up on all of it but i remember seeing i've got in my file somewhere like a report where he apparently said that like the fbi or the cia or someone can like make him do things or something like some mk ultra type weird statement that he apparently made at one point Hmm. I need to look into this before, like I officially say this. So I'm going to see if I can even find this. Actually, I was it's actually super just weird. pulling that up as well. <laughs> awesome. That's if I great. yeah, if one of us can find yeah, it. Yeah, he apparently told people around him he was a government experiment and would often lie in bed moaning and screaming in mental anguish. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Holy mother <laughs> of mercy. So, it, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, that makes more sense. Is if honestly, if any of that is true, if it's not true, he's insane. Mm -hmm. right. And if it is true, then that's all the motive you need is if you're 
an MK Ultra monkey, then you don't need a real motive. So well, and they did say he, they did ahead. say he went into like an insane asylum or something, and but like everything is redacted, so it's like impossible yeah. to pull. It's just it's like a mess. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's a lot is redacted. I mean, it's so it much weird that uh, you know since the Aurora shooting in particular, uh, we've had what four or five you know mass shootings where the guys were claiming to be under some kind of government mind control including mm. James yeah. yeah and to, to to steel man that argument like it could just lit it could legit just be crazy people who sure. are paranoid that's why and, i said and think right. that they are yeah so sure. like either way that that is an argument and it's not the fun argument <laughs> no, but I tried to it's an I tried to pad with that it's possible and like and but again though with motive if that's true then what motive do you really need to find if someone is truly insane then you know correct to be fair though like descriptions from his girlfriend did not make him sound insane no descriptions from like fellow gamblers and like people who knew him right neighbors him and whatever and, no. well he yeah. was he was a millionaire too wasn't he. Yeah, I mean, he lost like 1.5 million to casinos over the. Like, world. I need to lose some IQ points to um, get rich, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he apparently wired like a hundred grand to his girlfriend before he died, and paid off all his debts conveniently and everything before he went to do this. And like a bunch of bunch of money was moving around, and he owned like I don't know 19 different guns, but then bought like 20 new ones or something for this or whatever. Like he was burning through money before this so he had access it, to like a lot of funds but is it true that like none of them had scopes or just most half of them, of them had scopes, scopes. Half half of them them. Had scopes. Yeah. yeah like eight of the 15 that he used had scopes so i guess under half and then well, um and between ha no scope on half of them and bump stocks and he's getting headshots <laughs> i mean that's just crazy man and i've like I've, that anyone would believe I watched a bunch of the footage from that documentary. We'll pull up the doc here in a bit so people can actually go watch it. Cause it it's it's totally so worth thoroughly it. done. It's fantastic. I mean, I if, you, if you can get past the first four minutes of her talking about herself and like what, sure, what she's yeah. done and all of her ridiculous ideas. I kind um, of agree with that. Yeah. But like once she gets into yeah. the meat and potatoes of it, it's totally worthwhile. Yeah. hundred percent. But um, let's see. This so the Wikipedia article said over a thousand bullets. Um, oh, this one says twenty-two thousand people. Never mind, I misread a that. A thousand bullets and four hundred injuries. That is, it was. Yeah, I guess it was. I guess that makes sense. Hit, but at that distance, I mean, those are all things killed. And are they? I, okay, yeah, that, no, a thousand. That, that is very impressive. Um, and yeah, it was an insane number of perfect headshots at parallel to ground parallel. trajectory on a lot of them. That doesn't make any sense or, or Un straight down. Unless the person's looking up like that would change I hear things, you. I think, but most no, yeah. or yeah, maybe probably shooting those JFK bullets. <laughs> you know, the magic bouncing ones, the magic ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the cartoon bullet that just ricochets around the room 30 times. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I hear you though with that. Like the documentary does talk about that. Let me see if I can pull up because um, they they show the map. Here we go. That's, yeah, man, I found it. Wow, that was so fast. That was amazing. That was great, actually. Yeah. So they show this. This is the map of of where everybody got hit. All the mm. all of these were the uh, people who died, and then these were where people got hit, and so. Uh, the ones with the circles, I believe, were the ones that were the like perfect 
trajectory. The parallel trajectory. The par yeah, the parallel trajectory. Yeah. Um, and again, this map is really hard to read. You got to watch this video in the context of the rest I of the agree, video. I agree, honestly. Because yeah, they explain where everything is. And I only watched this once, so I can't, you know, perfectly describe. But like, I know for a fact that there are portions of this map where from his window, he could not see yeah, yeah. the people that he shot. There was um, like six bodies found that were behind the stage relative to his window that there was no way that he's shooting through that. Can you, point to where he, can you point to where he was at? <sighs> From see. this one, I don't know, honestly. I'm trying okay. to remember. I had screenshotted a bunch of this stuff and I'm like, I just got to rewatch this because I'm like, I don't know, like relative to everything. Like, Yeah. Yeah. She goes over it in the video. I don't want mm -hmm. to like tread on her copyright stuff. Um, right, right. Uh, but like, there she, this one, wait. She points right here. Out. Yeah, here we go. Here's the trajectory from, so this is the stage. So we could line this up with the other one where it says 21 to 26. That's six people were found there. That's the ones that the view would have been blocked. Correct. From the Mandalay, which is in the bottom left here. Yeah, Mandalay Bay is right here. Um, that's where his shots would have come from. Yeah. So and if you were to overlay that, happening. it's yeah. the same. Yeah, it's like lined up the same way with the other and, one. And also, if you watch the video, like everyone is saying there's multiple shooters. Oh, if yeah. You if you listen to the audio, even just from like one source, you can just completely tell that there's different guns being fired absolutely and minutes. the day this happened i went on youtube when i got back from the bar i was working that night and we heard about it and there was tons of footage and this um this documentary has some of the footage that i was trying to find and it's been scrubbed yeah. from the internet yeah and she saved copies of it like hard copies and there's one where someone's like in a like a uh, valet parking area like under a hotel and you hear like distant like automatic fire and then you hear blop 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 like right next to them and it's like that is not an echo that is not the same right. source yeah. um that was one that i had found that night and man i wish i had learned how to save things before then <laughs> because not that long after that like within a week or so you uh youtube changed its algorithm and there's like a newsweek article or something where they're like YouTube is basically like proud of it. Like, yeah, we changed our algorithm to keep that, you know, that funny business, that like conspiracy theory stuff from coming to the top. And it's like, uh, you know, you just push down all of the like eyewitness reports is what they did anyway. And I will say this news story fell out of the media really fast. Yeah, there's an like, exponential, like a logarithmic fall off. Yeah, yep. like compared to every like school shootings and stuff or just school Jan shootings, January 6th. January 6th, yeah, name like, a thing. Yeah, I mean, you just nonstop hear about it. There's, you know, spokesmen, you know, people that were involved in it that are now major influencers and stuff like that. They'll write out that. a Category 1 hurricane that did no damage because there is nothing else going on or something. Like, right, you right. think that normally they would ride the wave for a while and get the ratings, but no, it, it fell off hard. Yeah, like yeah, a true exponential. Like, uh, Jason Aldean calling for gun control was the bookend. <laughs> yeah, that was when they're like, "Okay, case closed." The country guy said, "No guns." That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can go home now. Yeah, I mean, I have about let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I only have seven tabs. Um, Alden, I know you have binders on this kind of stuff. I have a, I have a, quite a bit. Yeah. What what what's the most interesting thing that you like connect with as far as this whole 
like a standout thing or something kind of like something um, that, that people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily think about or even recognize. I find it interesting that George Soros shorted MGM forty-two million dollars two weeks before. I find that interesting because George Soros is a prick and he's involved in every fucking thing. Hmm. And he's shorting or or you know has put options or whatever, basically betting against MGM. And what is know. MGM? M MGM um, the... is the company MGM Resorts that owns the oh, okay. Mandalay. Yeah, Mandalay and, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's pretty odd that the next year Blackstone bought MGM and Mandalay Bay. They they own it now. Yeah, Blackrock. Yep, Blackstone. Blackstone. They're, yeah. yeah, they're akin to Blackrock. Black they, they actually owned some of Blackrock back in the day. Hmm. Uh, okay. Blackrock and Blackstone are very similar beings. Yeah, um, Blackstone's smaller than Blackrock, though. Right? Are they? Are they like uh, under the umbrella? Uh, Blackstone of the owned a share of Blackrock in the late nineties. Okay, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they're they're both massive conglomerate hedge fund investment firms. Yeah, mm. I want to know. I want to know about the Saudi Arabia connection. Okay, let me pull up. Ooh, here we go. These there are my notes. Because I just did a 9-11 not too long ago episode, and so... Nice. Nice. Adam All right. Harold. I should watch that one, honestly. So, yeah, this is this is the post that I pulled up for that. Um, MBS is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. This is I am John Cullen on Twitter. MBS is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. Um, the Las Vegas shooting was an assassination attempt on his life. Stephen Paddock didn't shoot anyone. He was the first to die. And he did a whole video on it. Um, which we're not going to play here because uh, it's 33 minutes long. So you can go watch that on your own. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, go to I am I underscore am underscore John Cullen to uh, check out that full video. So, all right, Stephen, take it away. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the Saudi connection, it's odd enough that the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay, uh, the Four Seasons, as it's known, is owned by Bill Gates. And uh, Prince Ben Talal, I forget his first name, uh, Talawi or something like that. Okay. Uh, so anyways, Prince Ben Talal and Mohammed bin Salman, which I also got to say, that's the only time it's okay to pronounce the L in Salman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't like each other. They did not get along. So MBS was, was named uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia like three months before the shooting. Uh, he and the prince had beef. And Mohammed bin Salman actually had some uh, helicopters and, and planes and uh, Saudi military doing a, a joint training operation in Las Vegas that week. Yep. Um, yeah. They so had an active those drills that week. You can also, the, in this documentary, gosh, this documentary does a fantastic job. We're going to keep referencing it because oh, I man, really, it so yeah. Um, but yeah. it shows air traffic control screens during that time. And it shows two helicopters flying directly above the Mandalay Bay and turning off their comms. Three, three, you're right, three. It's three. Turning off their transponders, turning off their comms and just disappearing. Their call sign disappears, yeah. but people are still seeing them in the air. Then they blip back on. And dude, it's like the real life version of the Dark Knight school bus thing where they follow the train of school buses out and in disguise where they hitch a ride with all the other helicopters going north. Yeah. They go yeah. bloop and their call sign just pops back up on radar as they go north with all the other choppers. And you yeah. got all the cell phone video on the ground that showed up on social media that day and the weeks after. 
yeah. that showed muzzle flashes in the air yep. beside the hotel. There's yeah, a well, really good and angle. And it's odd that they fly in, turn it off, and then after the shooting, they turn it back on and fly out. I don't even know how that even makes sense for trying to be undercover because it's like, obviously <laughs> you were there. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But that's that's the, my Why would it not be this. off the whole time? Yeah. Like, what are you even doing? Like That's right? my whole thing with this and, and how we can... This level is almost just like seeing what they can get away with and how stupid people can be. And like, I just don't get it. The one was a call sign for, and she talks about this and this, a plane. But then it makes a maneuver that only a helicopter can do. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. There's at, um, at 58.23 on the video there, if you wanted to call it up, there's a body cam um, of a cop on the ground that gets a really clear view of a helicopter. There's a lot of shots of helicopters in the sky, but this one is like not just, it's unmistakable that it's a helicopter in the sky at a time when there was on radar nothing there. By the way, Metro's helicopter couldn't get there until after he's dead or whatever, or you know, after mainstream says he's dead. And then they hang out for like two minutes and then there they is. basically Boom. hover over the Tropicana. Did you see it? Yeah. 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 Hang on, let's go back a little bit. Uh, here we it's, go. It's the light up there, right? It'll be on the left. He'll like turn. After the 10th volley, you'll notice one of the helicopters that's not supposed to be there heading east over the venue. Keep your head down, run that way. See right oh, there, yeah. yeah. That is unmistakably it's also a chopper. At this time that a south facing... Yeah. If you've ever seen one, that's what it looks like. That's the angle that it takes when it flies like forward and everything. Like there's just no mistaking it. There's, I mean, 30 different views of it, you know, in the distance, but that's like unmistakable. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, let's At a time when it's not on radar, like, right. That, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's the weirdest thing. And I, I don't even know, like, I wish we had like a military guy here to talk about something like that. Um, Cause I, I know nothing about like military operations or like what they do when they're doing training exercises or if there could possibly be a legit explanation for that kind of behavior, but it seems very suspicious. It's super suspect. There's a lot that goes on. Did you, did you, have you seen the whole thing where they talk about the, um, the Maverick like landing pad area and then also the, what is it? Sundance one. Mm -mm. And then the nine one one calls out of Sundance where there was like a hostage situation and the, the cops and the media, they declined that all of this happened. There was hundreds of 911 calls mm -hmm. around the city for other things this oh, yeah. day. Somebody and they're like, nah, no, 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 no. Luxor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything was just going ham all at once. Yeah. And then so, so you've got were all, were all those calls legitimate or were they just trying to distract from what was I going think on? some of them were trying to distract the ones that were like really like unemotional and deadpan and they'd call in and be like, Hey, there's twenty, there's twenty dead people at whatever at uh Bruxy's or something. Like I think some of them were trying to spread Metro Thin, actually. That's that's a fair point. But yeah, the ones uh, that there, there was a shooting inside Mandalay Bay, there was a shooting at the Tropicana. On the Planet, fourth floor Planet Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm pretty okay. sure Planet Hollywood as well. Bellagio, Tropicana. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. Yeah. I think there was, and this is shootings like in or at the front doors of these places. Yeah. yeah. And then some it's on body cams where cops will acknowledge and say shots fired at, you know, one of these places like, you know, at Bellagio or whatever. One was a 911 call from paramedics. So not just panicked civilians or whatever saying that there was shots at, I think, Tropicana. There's also a clip of like 
them telling all the cops to turn their body cams off multiple times yeah well, yeah it's like turn your body cam off everyone yep. make sure your body cams are off it's like yeah <laughs> yeah that, wow. that in and of itself is enough to be like if we had no other evidence that's just deeply that suspicious would be enough yeah. right to be suspicious. that should be enough to be incriminating yeah exactly that's crazy because, because that is the one thing that a cop should literally never do that's what it's there for that's Unless literally what it's there for, you know. <laughs> no, nope, you signed up for it. Screw that. Keep keep your body cam on. <laughs> there we go. Well, you take a leak. <laughs> there was, um, but, so uh, talking about the police, though, it, it, it's also yes. interesting to note the captain of Las Vegas police at the time was the chief of police in Lahaina, Hawaii. Really? I didn't yes. know that. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. Really? He didn't just disappear. He went to another chaotic scene in the country. Mm -hmm. huh. yeah. yeah. They tend to get around these people. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was some repeat names in this one. It's, it's, it's weird, man. That, that in and of itself is all, I mean, just half this stuff is weird. And like, you can, you can stack up a whole bunch of suspicious things with a whole bunch of, of events that had no real alternative like uh motive or anything like that but man the number the sheer number of things involved with this one mm -hmm. really makes you like actually sit back and think about it i oh yeah nikki uh, my wife knew a few people that were at the concert oh really we tr i tried to get them to either come on the show or talk to me but they they were traumatized to the extreme um, I understand. I have no interest in talking about it. So I understand. Um, yeah, it's easier for me to talk about it. I was not there, you know, and I can kind of right. like armchair expert, like theorize it with a beer in my hand. And I, I, I want to be sensitive to the people that truly were there. Oh, for sure. Like, and one of one of this person's questions was like, "Is this a, like a conspiracy theory kind of thing?" And after that, they told me that they didn't want to come on. And so that, That's that, may, that may have also been, been the reason. Which, uh, we're not theorizing. We're just analyzing. That's all. We're, we're just, we're just analyzing. analyzing. That's like, all we're doing. Yeah. Alden loves analyzing things. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> you know it. No, I, yeah, I wish and, that there weren't such a stigma around like the like things are branded as conspiracy theory or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. And there's some fishy shit. But well, it know. doesn't help that there's, you know, videos about crisis actors and stuff like that. They'll they'll yeah. talk about the shorts uh, shorting the stock market and then they'll talk about crisis actors and stuff like that. I didn't even watch the Sue Peter stuff, but I'm sure mm -hmm. that's all garbage as well. So, I mean, they're. They're scrubbing everything, but then they're making sure that if you do really, really look into it, that you're you're getting fed pure garbage. So, I think there's certain instances where like the crisis actor thing uh, comes up for me. This wasn't one of those for me. This this didn't seem like I'm not saying that there. It's not possible that there was one or whatever, but it just doesn't strike me as like necessary with that much pandemonium going on to really even need crisis actors when there are shots everywhere, thousands. Oh, I mean, there were casings everywhere. Like they were saying, no one died. Oh right, no. That's I mean, that's just like crazy. That's there. I mean, there were people on the ground saying no one was dying. That people are just laying there, but like they don't know what's going on. Like no, just... that's too far, man. That's that right. gets to a point where I mean, then then I understand when people get pissed off at people that say things like that because that's right. that's I'm saying that's outlandish. That's and and you know I would be careful about you know just throwing things like that out there. But there's also I've found nothing to support that. You know that that no one's died. I, I've looked into this extensively and that is not the case at this point. 
Oh, plenty um, of people have died, even even afterward. Like that's the real creepy. Yeah, thing. Like, even after Joan yeah. Rivers saying Michelle Obama's a man and then dying on the operating table for her forty seventh plastic surgery. Uh, hmm. That's weird. But then there's like dozen a dozen plus Las Vegas survivors. Yeah, saying hey the story doesn't match up, something's wrong, and then all of yeah. a sudden car accident. Trying to yeah. actively organize like a survivor group to get to the bottom of it and then like eight days after vegas dies yeah. some in their sleep some a car accident um some one guy got shot in a abandoned lot or something like that his dead body was just found or whatever that's i mean hmm. yep and this this post um another police officer killed that just happened to be at the las vegas shooting um mm -hmm. three officers that were at the vegas shooting were later killed what are the odds um yeah, what are the odds, honestly? Like between the I mean, cops the shooting, and sorry, no, no, cops and survivors, but both sides, like cops that might not be like quote unquote in on it, and survivors that are just trying to piece it together. Go ahead, Stephen. Well, because you got so like the cops that breached the room, their body cam footage that got released, they're saying there's no broken window. Yeah, yeah, they're yelling oh, the broken window. Not broken, and not then, broken. Yeah. Yeah. And then like an hour later, they find uh, the manager of the hotel security hiding in another room. So then mm -hmm. they detain him because they're like, what's going on? Why? You're the head of security. Why are you hiding in this room? Is this the Jesus guy? No. Yeah. That got Je shot or? Yeah. Jesus Campos. So yeah, he, he got shot, what, six minutes prior. Yeah. And then he led the police to the 29th floor, the wrong floor, uh, you know, because Paddock was on the 32nd or at least... You know, if you're to believe the official story, that's where the shooting right. came from. Paddock's uh, body ended up on the 32nd, we'll say, yeah. Right. So, but then, then Campos so where his, the country. Where his, his body was. Week, huh? Where his body was, the window wasn't broken? Not right. originally. Yeah. Okay. Wow. When they went in, there was like supposedly eight people that went in. Then we were only given the names of like six. There was two that were like excluded from the report. And of those six, there was one or two people with body cams that were actually on, and we only got those views. So there's like five people that don't have body cams uh, that are there. And they go in the room and they yell, you know, we've got a win curtain open, window not broken, not broken. They keep repeating it, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah, here's some shots from that. Uh... That's a shot. Are you sure That's, you want to those are shots. That happened on Metro 5's helicopter cam that night. Those are shots after all the gun cases yeah. of their own Paddock was killed, elevator. yeah. But they was, sure the wanted us to know that he was dead and the case shut and closed by purposefully leaking out an immediate photo of a fresh blood stain on top There's the blood stain thing, which is just another detail, maybe, but Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean that that's always an interesting one. You, you just don't know what it actually looks like. You know, you're not you're not there. So like it's just it's the it's the conglomeration of all these things that so knowing that was there a shooter from the from the building i honestly really wonder huh well there, there's videos that got shown later showing muzzle flashes from two windows that were not the room yeah yeah like one above and one below oh it was like there's the bullet there's the bullet wound in his chest yeah yeah you saw the red spot on his chest there yeah yeah yeah, and then the coroner clocks his time of death at noon the next day. Yeah, noon. <laughs> yeah, that, that might just be standard procedure for like if they don't know the actual time, they just assign it to. Well, noon. and they but had to later on. They that report. Yeah, and they said 
they they had it within a three minute time span in one of the reports of yeah. when he actually died. Well, yeah. they had to sue to get the coroner's report, didn't they? Yeah. 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 And there was a call from the guy that I think he was on the 21st floor, but his room was directly below the window that got shot and he out of the explosion and glass yep. falling. Yeah. Yes. But it's like 1130 at night or something. It was, a, it was an hour after. Yeah. An hour and, and 15 he, minutes after. After he was like dead or whatever. And he heard an explosion and heard the sound of glass tinkling down his window and he called about it. So there's essentially that. There's also a report that there was one window out at one point in the night and then by morning two windows out and any footage of that has been just there's only footage now existing of two windows so it's at this point it's hearsay but it's anecdotally it's it's out there that multiple people are saying that the initial footage of the window in the evening was just one out and then in the by morning there's a second one yeah and his laptop had no hard drive in it when they recovered it oh but i think it was also like cnn that was like uh, Paddock removed it, and I'm like, "What? Where did he put it then?" If I always walk around with a computer with no hard drive because they're yeah, so yeah. useful. I always <laughs> just bring that for frisbee practice, like every time I go gambling. <laughs> and there was a single shot in the hotel room before any of this started, too. Yep. Yeah, there was. I think two different like single shots at like different points in the day, and both were called in about. And one was before the shooting happened, and one was like after the shooting happened but before the window was blown out or something like that or whatever hmm. at least i think but at least one what happened what time was the one that uh you're talking about sam i, I just remember it being before the shooting it was before i think it was like 4:30 p.m or something like that or my guess was those women he were he was with just offed him and then like they were like handlers or something or yeah and yeah just their patsies they probably drugged him like crazy and stuff and probably that's why they probably won't release his autopsy report he's probably got full of lsd or some shit i don't know right yeah, yeah. there you go there what's, was... that, uh, what's that zombie drug scopalamine uh the one that's like... your system yeah scopalamine. yeah exactly see it's yeah. always fishy when they won't release the autopsy report mm -hmm. there was a report someone thought they saw him in the gambling level with like two or three like Hispanic women. And then there's, you know, officially he's checked in with like three other women, but that wasn't included in any public report. Um, and then the woman, there's the woman that was interviewed when the shots were happened or after the shots happened, like on the scene. And she was saying there was a woman, a Hispanic woman in this case, again, that, pushed her way to the front of the stage and told people at the front of the stage, you're going to die tonight. This was 45 minutes before the shooting started. And so there's like all these like weird little, like I can't quite prove it with any one of these things, but there's so much fishy shit that like just doesn't add up to me or does in a, in the way that we're, you know, not supposed to know, but. Right. 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 Well, that's what they always say with like conspiracies is well, how would they have everyone in on it? Like someone would talk and it's like, well, they do. <laughs> Well, yeah. but they and made the, the cops sign the, NDAs. And yeah, that too. And like, and then the they perfect. die. <laughs> Sorry, it's go like, ahead. Anytime someone talks and comes forward, it's like that you just brush them off as conspiracy or you don't listen to them. It's like, and yeah, the there always they, is someone that talks. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And like, let's not forget how many people died after the fact already with just this one. Do thing. we do we know a number, Stephen Alden? Do either of y'all have a number of how many people who are involved in the incident? It died keeps later? growing. That cop one that you just showed me was from 2023. Yeah. Was this, so was who knows? I don't know. A dozen. Uh, I I quit. I had to like quit following it when it got up to. Like, I think it was 15. Oh, I think it was like eight years ago when I was doing this originally of just the survivors or something. Couldn't have been eight years. It happened in 2017. No, no, no. Eight people years ago. Oh, oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Eight <laughs> comma years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, once it got to double digits, I just got sick. I was like, oh my God, I can't keep following this. So then I'm here's... Speaking the, of oh, prior, go ahead. Well, then here, here's here's the question. I'm trying to play devil's advocate as much yeah, as possible. No, go ahead. Yeah. We so don't have... Maybe uh, we, maybe here, we so. don't get uh, banned off YouTube, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Um... There are 22,000 people at the concert. The idea of, let's just say it's 15 now that have died who were talking about it or just somehow involved. In okay, so the statistical likelihood 20, of that. The statistical likelihood of 15 to 20 people dying in but six years is pretty. Five of them were like within a two-week window. Yeah, I was going to say that. more suspicious. There was double digits within six months, and it was yeah. anomalous deaths. It wasn't like... You know, like a, yeah. no, a few of them were within eight days or something. Like it, it wasn't was, like you know they, they died snowboarding or something crazy like that. It was like they were one, doing social media posts about yes, like, you're not being told the truth. We're gonna find out the truth. We're gonna get yes. the truth out there, and then car accident. So the one, what's his name? Let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, Alden, pull me, pull it up, buddy. The one that died that was shot in like an empty lot. Um, he posted on Twitter the day after, so he survived, and he was saying that he was being chased down by two men with guns and that he was lucky to be alive. Okay. Then he dies in a parking lot. Then post-mortem, Twitter bans his account so that no one can see his post from the event, which is in real bad taste when this guy just died. Um, right. Real that bad was taste Danny is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I that just was... looked it up too for just reference. It's 13 deaths per 100,000 officers is the average. Okay, per... that's just officers. It's yeah, that's just... just officers. So it's and like they, I feel like they would have a higher mortality rate than than everyday civilians. But it's the timing of that kind uh, of stuff think. that really matters. So like, you know, the yeah. Oklahoma City bombing, you know, like there was one or two cops that were like they planted fertilizer in the building and then Yeah. Right. They don't show up to work the next day. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's another suspicious one too. Yeah, I don't know as much. We gotta stop that. broadcasting this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I know more about the people that went missing after like uh, talking about Building Seven and nine eleven and things like that. But we're we'll getting save there that. in December. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll say it's gonna be our big in-person episode. That's gonna be like eight hours long. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get to that. Um, let's watch a video. I don't remember which one this is. I watched so much stuff today. So let's just watch. Yeah. It and see see what it's about. In real time, we'll figure. Concern it out. is growing this morning over an outbreak of a new SARS-like virus in China. At least six people have died from the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The 34-year-old ophthalmologist. Wuhan. Well, isn't just a coronavirus nearly all right that is not it's, what i thought it was i was gonna <laughs> yeah. say does this, <laughs> yeah does this now we're like definitely banned 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I was... can make a couple of links to to COVID with this if you want, but do no. it. No, no, not yet. Let's save that. Okay. For, okay. Let's save it for a little bit <laughs> no. later in the show. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, we're talking about Jesus Campos or Jesus Campos, uh, the, the security guard that was mm -hmm. shot supposedly by Paddock six minutes before the mass shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so he checks into the hospital, then he leaves the country. Yeah, for five days in Mexico. Totally silent. Like... Yeah, and then he comes back, and his first interview is not with the FBI. It's not nope. with the local police. First it's and with, only interview. It's with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. And guess who owns her show? MGM. MGM, yep. <laughs> and she's got... She's got a bunch of slot machines or something down at MGM that make her a bunch of money. <laughs> Just saying. Grumpy's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Ten more years? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you're probably right. Yeah. That's the okay, third rail the, of YouTube now. This Are is they the still one banning nice. COVID stuff on YouTube? I Probably, man. Yeah. It depends on which side of it you're talking about. So if you're talking about vaccines, then yeah. Yeah. But 99% so effective. We just need to call it something like popcorn or something else. So. <laughs> there we go. Just... Watch how much popcorn you eat. All right. This is John Cullen. Yet again, I underscore am underscore John Cullen. Um, here we go. Ooh, loud. And then helicopters start uh, coming around the hotel. And they shone their lights right on, like right where I was sitting, right on me. And they blinded me with their, uh, with their beams. It was so unbelievably certain that it was coming from the helicopter because it was so close. And I remember thinking, why is it that close? Oh my God, I think it's, I think the shooting is coming from the helicopter. Just in that moment was so, so certain, just un, not a doubt in my mind that there was shooting coming from the helicopter. But so the net of it is there's a whole bunch of Saudi trainers in Mesa, Arizona, at the Boeing Helicopter Company, sitting on the tarmac. And we've been training their pilots in the United States for years. For years. So, so in your opinion, the shooters were Saudis. Obviously, the people in the Boeing site know exactly what the hell happened because they would, the fact. It couldn't have been. After oh, the you fact. think it happened and then the Saudis came back and said, now you're going to shut your mouths? No, I think what happened is you've got a bunch of Saudi pilots, right? You've got Saudi pilots that are training at Boeing and McDonnell Douglas Aircraft, which was across the street. McDonnell Douglas Helicopter was across the street. It since has been acquired by Boeing. And they're training in AH-6Is, they're training in Blackhawks, and they're training in Apaches. <clears throat> there was another interview where a guy said that he would hear shots around him. They were over back by like the back gate or something. And then he saw a black helicopter with black curtains and all that or whatever go around back behind the Mandalay. And then when it circled back, the shots would start again. And there was that pattern. And he was talking about the circular motion of this. And like when the shots would start and then stop and start and stop or whatever. Mm. I didn't know if that was going to be in there or not. But I remember listening to one show that had... Um... Oh gosh, who he was? Um, I don't know if he was a Navy SEAL, but one of our military uh, celebrities, you know, Craig Sawman Sawyer. Um, he was, I think, he was involved in the Bin Laden raid or something like that. But he was, he was real instrumental in rounding up pedos and stuff. 
he was one of those that supposedly when Trump got in there, you know, brought this little task force in and said, go get them. Um, but anyway, you know, he was doing, he was doing a tour of shows and he was like, listen, they call me saw man. He's like, that's an MH two forty. <laughs> I know what they're shooting. Yeah. People that know this is a country concert, man. Like people know what yeah. guns sound like and what helicopters look like. And like, yeah, yeah. seriously, I'm sort of joking, but like, sort of not like these people. No, but he, he was saying that that was, you know, a lot of the, uh, from the video, from the police cams, from, you know, the crowdsourced, you know, cell phone footage going mm-hmm. on social media. He was like, that is a, a belt fed, fully automatic weapon. Yeah. He's like, that is nothing a civilian can just go by. It's not a bolt. Well, even, even just listening to it, the, the fire rate is crazy fast. Yeah. 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 It's, I thought that I was on like 1.5 or 2x speed when I was listening to it a couple of times. I'm like, oh no, that's, that's just the flat rate speed. It's like, Brah! like it's a full on like howitzer right. speed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's not bump fire, man. And it's too consistent because bump fire jams up and it's so stupid. Honestly, bump fire is dumb. But And I said the wrong combination of letters and numbers. It's M249. Sorry. I don't know. Not, not forgiven. Yeah. You I, get <laughs> yeah. You're fired. You're, yeah. you're fired. Um, there we go. Fed. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All did right. you know, did you get to this point and she talks about this in, in her documentary as well that the cops guarded the parking lot and the like festival grounds for months. And then in December it was retarred over repaved the whole thing. So you can't go oh. through and look at a uh, bullet trajectory marks yeah. and everything that gets us banned right there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of thing that in nine 11, when they were like, get that steel out of here, send it to China in like a week or whatever. Like it's the same Still thing. Or, crime or, or in Waco when they just, they just lost the door and got rid of it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's dispose of this evidence, please. Like, yeah. well, and it's funny you mentioned that because a judge actually ordered the Mandalay Bay to quit destroying evidence. Yeah. Well, why did they have to do that? Yeah. Because that was one of those. I mean, like, Dave Bongino was flipping out about that. He was going on all the shows mm-hmm. all over TV. And he, and he was, he was like, hey, man, something ain't right here. Yeah. They got one good like, judge. You know, my time in the Secret Service tells me they're in on it. Yeah. Goodness gracious. The judge that worked for MGM that was trying to, because MGM sued the victims to basically establish a case where they would owe less money, basically, right? They tried to set the legal precedent and they sued the victims ahead of time, basically, because they knew that they were going to have to reach a settlement with them at some point. Mm -hmm. The law or the judge, rather, on the side of MGM uh, was. What's her name? Tagliati or whatever. Um, who was, hold on, let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Tagliati, okay, is the judge in the MGM settlement case, is the daughter of the vice president of security and surveillance of MGM resorts, George Tagliati. Get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. Like, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is anymore. Like, Repeat that right. one more time. Repeat her relationship. The judge, Jennifer Tagliati. That did what? Presided over what? Presided over the MGM lawsuit where they were suing the victims of the shooting, okay, to establish basically a a precedent to pay out less to them in settlements. Was the daughter of the vice president of security and surveillance of MGM resorts at the time. And I'll repeat 
get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of conflict of interest with this. A lot of bullshit. A lot of familiar names. Those aren't familiar to me, but like Michael Shertoff comes up in this again, who I don't know if anyone remembers his name, but go into it. This is what we're here for. Go into Shertoff. So Shertoff, the Shertoff group and Michael Shertoff himself. This is a cluster. I don't even know where to start. But, okay, do you know about the whole anonymous 4chan user thing, too, that, like, warned about this and warned about the Sheratov group and said that he's like, there's going to be a false flag attack in Vegas. They've got Vegas on their minds, and he was about three weeks early, but he basically predicted this, and he said that the Sheratov group was involved, OSI and the, or whatever, and the Sheratov group. Um, okay, Michael Sheratov is... George W. Bush's former uh, Secretary of Homeland Security and a co-author of the Patriot Act, okay? One of my least favorite people. I have a long list of least favorite people, but he's on there, okay? (laughs) Dick Cheney is on there. He's on there. These are some of the worst people. George Soros is on there. Bill Gates is on there. And not Dick Cheney, but all of those other people are involved in this as well. Dick Cheney is a Sith Lord. If you can live outside of your body. If you can still call it alive, he's still alive. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah, Shertoff is involved in this where his group benefits. So his group, one of the problems, one of the conflicts of interest, both here and in 9-11, is that these types of things raise fear and they get people feeling that their security is not enough. His company just so happens to sell body scanners and metal detectors and all kinds of shit like that or whatever. So obviously when the TSA kind of whole thing stepped in and they had to do all of that with the airports, he made billions of dollars or whatever. And in this, he stood... Four days after the shooting and casinos were already putting in metal detectors and body scanners and things. Like, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was yeah. one of the stories I had bookmarked and I go to the page and it's taken down. Mm. <laughs> Good. Well, it's in here somewhere. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gotta Let's do get this show banned. <laughs> I'm just trying to just lightning round ban us, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I've got wait. more of the more of the documentary to watch. Um, here we go. This is the body cam section. Anyway. We are limited in knowing what actually happened from here on out, as officers were constantly told throughout the night to turn their body cameras off for reasons I'd like to know. Yeah, my camera. My camera's on too. Turn them off. I'll turn them off. Yeah, my camera's on too. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Well, why the hell do they have an off switch? (laughs) Right. (laughs) CNN even going as far as to claim that Paddock tried to fight his way through officers and even shot one of them before they were forced to kill him because journalism. He was so suicided. Except the oh, here's the breach. Body cameras off, and the LVPD had to be sued to even release that in full. Let's see why. Is this where the smoke detector goes off? Yeah. Wait, now the fire alarm goes off, but not when a thousand rounds were getting shot off in the room. Weird. <laughs> but okay, let's see if there's anything else weird going on. Yeah. 
The guy that, Corey that, that he just said. Right there is going, What's going on right now? Well, just to steel man this, those bump stocks can go through windows without shattering them. <laughs> with, with no scope, perfect headshots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> A thousand rounds. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Corey guy that they that he named was like Corey. It's not broken or whatever. Like that guy wasn't even listed as one of the members of the team that that breached. So his name is named. There's two people that are named there that are known to be there that they're not officially listed by the LVPD or whatever to have been. There. You, was he suicided? I, I have no idea. I've not followed up on that, but do I don't do think we know their last names, Alden? Um, I do somewhere. Keep talking. I'll find it. Can't be that many Corys in the Las Vegas PD. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, and I want to I want to shout out this this filmmaker, Corey um, Mickelson and Brett. There we go. Brosnahan are the two that are there, okay. but not there. You know. You keep chatting. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, those go. are the two that are there. They named the other ones that are there, and it's a weird thing that they keep saying the SWAT team, and I think there was only one SWAT officer, not a SWAT team. There was one lone SWAT officer, and there was two canine guys without their dogs. It was kind of a weird ragtag group or whatever. Do well, you know I mean, about the whole... The SWAT's kind of like a... It's a weird designation, too, because it's, it's... You know, you've got your SWAT team, and then they'll have HRT, hostage rescue team. You know, they mm -hmm. have all these various teams that, like, that's one of those ways that you know, everybody's like, oh, well, it was a it was a SWAT guy. And, it, you know, like, that's how they poo-poo it because it was just like, well, no, he was on HRT. And it's like, it's the same thing. You guys oh, okay, together. okay. Right. Yeah. So just in the I just feel like there's more and more reasons to not like country music, too. <laughs> <laughs> I listen right. to a lot of stuff, but it, I honestly can't really get into country. This is a side note, but maybe like old school, like country. It's like, okay. Occasionally. I can do like old school stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I can't do the new stuff. I don't know what it is. I can't do the new stuff either. New pop well, country is my hell. And in the wake of this, you know, so you had, you know, Jason Aldean doing his obviously compulsory video of, you know, talking about, you know, gun control. But then, you know, Tim McGraw has always been on a gun control kick, you know. Really? He, sa he says it in most of his concerts. It is kind of interesting they didn't get shot, too. Like, you'd think they'd be an easy target. Right? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So, Corey Mickelson, SWAT, came up with nothing. Um, and same with Corey Mickelson, Las Vegas Police Department. Came with nothing. Interesting. I'm, I'm searching on Brave. Um, so I don't know if that means anything. But, yeah, I mean, I'd have to do a lot more research, and it would take a lot longer than just this. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and then earlier when I said it was, it was Paddock that was in the Four Seasons, it was actually uh, – the 37th floor is the four seasons. I'm looking at my notes now. Um, the 37th floor is the four seasons. That's the part that was owned by Bill Gates and the Saudi Prince. I know that he actually had one owner. of the windows broken. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was above and below, but it was also like on either side of Paddock's room. Yeah. There was, it was like a few floors above and a few floors below where the muzzle flashes were coming from. Okay. Yeah. I know Bill Gates is partial owner. I don't know what floor, or what room, or how they divide up the ownership with that. Kind yeah, of I mean, but I'm, I'm really focused on, you know, Prince Ben Talal. My mic went out for a second, but Jake, did you hear when I said it's Mickelson, M-I-K-K-E-L-S-O-N? M-I-K-K. -K. If it helps there. 
Let's find out. M-I-K-K-E-L-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and I forget the stats, too, of exactly how thick and heavy these windows are. I mean, is it They're something hurricane can, like, grade. Yeah, so it's not something where you can just, like, oh, I want to feel the wind tonight. and just You, you know, would need it. a special hammer, which apparently was said before they even – there's any reports about it. And apparently that Brian Hodge guy, yeah. that Australian guy, was like yeah. talking about before that was released to the public, before the hammer whole thing, and the before the photos of the crime scene with the hammer, just the hammer conveniently just like laying there in the in the glass or whatever. Um, the glass that was, I don't feel like there in the body cam video, or I've heard people crunching all over it. You know what I mean? And like they said, the window's not broken. I didn't hear glass. Anyway, then it appears there later. But the Brian Hodge guy uh, was talking about that and talking about multiple things that like was not released to the public yet or whatever. Um, and then he goes back to Australia uh, and then basically talks up a big America should get rid of guns game or whatever. Side of the festival grounds, which is behind a long privacy wall. They were not, not sure how to blow in, but intentionally, intentionally in those this early guy. interviews mentioned very yeah. specific details about the shooting that weren't known to the public at the time. He knew a special hammer was used to break the hurricane-proof window in the room. So there was a hammer. No pound sledge. He actually came. Yeah. He checked in the hotel yeah. on Thursday. I was going to say the same. Um, came with a, a specific hammer that was that's designed to break that glass. Um, you know, it can't be that specific. I've got one. You know, I have one literally in my garage. It can't be that specific. And then actually shoot out through the glass that way. So, cracked a massive big hole in the in the in the window pane. And much like the FBI and LVPD would falsely push, he also claimed Paddock checked in a Mandalay Bay on Thursday the 28th, which is interesting because, number one, he supposedly just checked in himself the night before, so it's not like he so ran into know? Paddock those days earlier by accident. And two, the real check-in date was actually on the 25th, which for some reason Lombardo decided to lie to the public about during a press conference the next day, even though dispatch logs showed he 100% already knew the real check-in date was the 25th and mm. that there were three other women other than the girlfriend registered to his room. Hodge also assumed the security guard that walked down the hall was shot and killed, which, given the amount of bullets that came through the door, was shocking he wasn't. Hodge also manipulated the GPS on his phone that day to hide his whereabouts both oh, before right. and after the shooting. He lied about hiding in the bushes as officers cleaning the area never saw anyone in them. And he also posted what many have dubbed a trophy photo of him at the crime scene. Listen to this interview he gives to the Australian press less than 24 hours after the incident, where he's so enveloped in pushing the narrative that things, a.k.a. gun rights, need to change in America, that he prematurely reveals knowing almost exactly how many guns were in the room, even though news stations at the time were reporting less. I'm to reflect on it, but one thing that's really kind of come out of this, I think it needs to change. I think they really need to think about it and... I realize that it's not safe. The security here is not great. I've always loved that Vegas is very free. You know, you come here, people have a good time. But last night, it really kind of hit me that I was like, I don't think that's the right way going forward. I don't think... Yeah, free is not the right way. Walk in with yeah. 20 machine guns and not get noticed and, and have scopes in your room set up for three days. There are 24 guns found between the two rooms. 22 semi-automatic rifles, if you minus the ball action on the... Yeah, so we all know what happened in Australia with their whole banning of guns and all that crap. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. And then we that. saw. I, I, will, them. I will say that to any immigrant that comes here, anyone that wants to visit here from another country, uh, if our 
lackadaisical gun laws scare you, you know where the plane is because you used it to get here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that Australia was one of the more fiercely policed during the whole popcorn lockdown. And mm. then, after it, you know, in the wake of full on red bugger. I mean, it, it was, was. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny. I remember even like Dave Smith talking about them, like how they they had such strict gun control, and they're like, he's like, normally that leads to like severe totalitarianism. Like somehow they're not there yet, but they probably will be. And it's just yeah. weird. you know a little bit while later, it's like holy crap, that's they're like they went full North Korea and stuff. I mean, it was yep. wild. yeah, it's a trend, man. Bizarre. Yeah, it is. It's a weird thing. Um, the but, historical trend of like disarmament and then totalitarianism is mm -hmm. is like in lockstep, and I I don't want to do that. Yeah, let's let's keep it on track here. Uh, Totalitarianism—that's a different topic. <laughs> well, in the sen in the indirect sense, I think that this is a puzzle piece in that. But we are in the weeds of this today, and but I I, I will say it's related in so the sense that we so just to kind of not necessarily connect the dots, but just lay them out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a known royal Saudi power struggle mm -hmm. uh, betwixt a guy who has his army in that town and his cousin who owns half the building. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, you know, you have that going on and now you have the, the theory, and this is the theory, this is, uh, I don't know how to prove this at all, that Paddock was a gun runner. Uh, you know, the guy's not a Mensa-level genius, from what I understand. I mean, he was a nice guy, but no one was like, oh, yeah, he was a whiz. You know, right. he was an absolute rain man. He, you know, he could card count, hands down. No one said that about the guy. So The media just painted him as, like, making a, 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 a good living off of online poker for... A, like, they went out of their way to do this for some reason, which was kind of interesting. Not, I mean, I've got friends that, that pay their rent with DraftKings. Like, they, you know... They got laid off years ago. They yeah. took their last thousand dollars and put it in DraftKings, and they make a decent living. Uh, you know, Maybe I should start doing that's that. It's really hard to do. Baseball, all of it. You know, he was a millionaire, but he was twenty-eight thousand dollars in debt, so it's like pennies. Like I know a yeah. guy who makes you know three hundred thousand dollars, and he's probably that much in debt. Oh, and absolutely. So it's like that's nothing. Yeah, and debt, that's a normal thing for wealthy people. Way less than that. She's millions in debt. Mm. <laughs> oh goodness um but here's another you know, so, so you get that you that you know the, the the thought that maybe he was a gun runner for mohammed bin salman mm. uh now or uh, i mean a u.s intelligence uh, mk ultra puppet we don't know uh, there you go uh, you know but we do know that there are you know american civilians that have been involved in gun running over in the middle east Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the most famous in our time was Tosh Plumley. Uh, you know, he was a guy. You know, he did the big tours. He was all over Fox News and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, "Yeah, we ran guns to Benghazi. It's like that's what we did. I'd go meet the guys down in Mexico. We would load up. We would fly it over there. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and he gave he gave dates, times, flight logs. Uh, you know, it's like I, I had a flat rate. You know, there, there was a flat rate the CIA paid me as a civilian contractor. And as long as they paid me that rate, I didn't care who I was working for. I'd, fly brought, a plane, I'd drop off a package and I'd yeah. leave. Now I knew uh, I'd bring when I got to the back, receiving yeah. end, these guys mean they're up to no good. I don't know what I just gave to them. None of my business. Yeah. And, and then 
And he didn't so blow the whistle until Benghazi happened. And he was like, oh, I was probably part of that. <laughs> so you've got the whole, the Saudi side of it is one thing. And then you've got the, like, kind of the weird interlocking with Bill Gates in the ownership of the building, which is one thing. Bill Gates, fantastically well known for, you know, his position on a lot of things, including, you know, like COVID type stuff or whatever. Um, have we talked yet about um, the governor, Sisolak or whatever? No. No. Okay. So I think he used to be like the commissioner or something, um, but now he's the governor. Um, and he put Jim Marin or whatever his name is um, in charge of the corona, the what is it, the Las Vegas or the Nevada Coronavirus Task Force or whatever. So he basically uses um, kind of like the the Mayor Giuliana thing with like 9-11, he like uses this whole thing to um, become governor. Then he puts in power Jim Murren uh, in charge of the task force or whatever. And Jim Murren was the CEO of the MGM fucking resorts. Hmm. So it's, it's a whole, it's a fucking circle jerk. The whole thing is a circle jerk. Everyone just is jerking off the person on their right. It's insane. So I'm that's bad news. <laughs> that's bad news for the guy on your left. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, but he also Jim Murren sold off eighty percent of his MGM shares like two to three weeks before the shooting. Are you kidding me with this shit? Like, and you can't make this shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George that's, Soros that's shorts him. The guy that be, gets put on the coronavirus task force for the state, okay, sells off his whole his whole wad right beforehand, and then Sisolak, that becomes governor during this or whatever, appoints him. I'm I'm telling you, man, it's double fisting dicks right now. Like it's right. just insane. Well, and that's what Barry Goldwater warned us about: the interlocking corporate directorships. Um, yeah, yeah, that was and that the, was the whole mo of of you know how they take over yeah and then swing and door between private and public sector too yep, yep. it's revolving insane door. swing and door revolving door <laughs> <laughs> closet door <laughs> yeah. yeah for so anybody out there who didn't know that this isn't a family friendly show i think you're well aware now um, <laughs> yeah thank, thank you alden <laughs> when i get mad i get i don't know vulgar i don't know that is true yeah, yeah. that's true Okay, we are an hour and ten minutes into this show. I want—I definitely still want to do trivia, and I want to do—I want to finish out on some lesser stories. So let's either wrap this up or hit up hit on some some new things that we haven't discussed quite yet. Okay, big and relevant if we have them. In the How does it connect to COVID? I mean, in the general sense of just putting people <laughs> in charge, at least, that are yeah, that's clearly involved and clearly dirty. And, and it, it, I would say that this is something that gives, um, it kind of taints the image of the mainstream COVID safety push or whatever. Like when you right. have people like this that are put into positions of power to basically say a certain thing that are clearly involved in a circle jerk with this and are just buddy-buddy, mob-level politics, uh, you know, put into power by playing ball, then 
if you didn't already question the mainstream narrative on the approach to COVID, I would truly implore people to look into how many people that were like, used to be CEO of Pfizer or on the board of Pfizer or something like that, that then are trying to implement uh, policy or that like involved in something like this and then like are trying to set the laws for the state that are like truly wackadoo and I would argue unconstitutional and like forcing people to either stay in their homes or telling people how to operate their businesses and things like that. And in the broader sense, I would just say that there's the the whole crony thing with it. And I I truly implore people to look into it and to question, if you aren't already, I mean, if you're on our side already <laughs> with this, like, I don't need to tell you. But for anyone listening that, you know, if there was anyone that just stumbled onto our channel that was like more buying into like the mainstream COVID story, um, it truly has Swiss cheese level holes all through it in terms of who's in power and who's telling you what and what they get out of it. and. A lot of it is uh, this, follow yeah, the this, money. This again. Was a, uh, regardless of, of what theory you side with, whether it's the you know the official narrative, which to me is a conspiracy theory, uh, or yeah, any, the any other there, prevailing yeah. thoughts out there, you know this is a prime example of the Hegelian dialectic on turbo speed, uh, you know problem reaction solution. You know they mm-hmm. create the problem to foment a reaction, and then they come in yep. with the solution, which was yep. the tyranny that they wanted up front that you resisted, right? Uh, and which in this case might be gun control, and in the case of 9-11 is the Patriot Act, and they always have a, a real quick solution. Congress never moves faster than <laughs> when it's a problem that basically... That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and when our rights are on trial here for some for some of these natural disasters or you know national tragedies, whatever... Uh, when you said national disasters, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other episode. Yeah, too. for these national yeah. tragedies, you know, when our rights are on trial, there needs to be an actual trial. You know, there yeah. needs to be a, a, a presentation of forensic evidence of, of mm. letting the people know this is why we want to take your rights away. And this is, you know, this is why it needs to happen. But when they do it in the name of dead people, you know, you're just an asshole for asking questions because look at the dead person. Yeah, you're right? not allowed to. You hide and, behind the meat shield of, you know, fallen soldiers or whatever. And like it's, you know, you, the wrapped in the flag thing. And you're just like, you're you're now branded a terrorist for wanting to find the truth of something and you're insensitive even though we all know there's something fishy going on another thing about uh Sisolak, uh he was um in a car accident and he was filmed at the scene and he was clearly i mean heavily intoxicated and he was let walk out of there out of the scene and his fucking handlers went back into his car and pulled out a bunch of questionable items and everything so what I'm saying basically is there are certain people that are put in positions of power. They're fucking puppets. They're the people that are willing to play ball. It's all theater. Most politicians that are put into positions of power of any, you know, real notoriety at any real right. high level. I'm not saying like your local, like, you know, councilman or whatever, like, but you know, people that are like well, governor and president. You know, that, I'm sure that's probably too, too. That's, yeah. That's what they're doing. They're trying to, uh, you know, implant, the next generation and, and and they realize that you know the framework of the country is it still has enough integrity that you can do stuff on a state level but until you really get into that little town and yeah. culture that council you know you're not you're not going to there's ways to infiltrate it yeah, you're going to have levels. these resistant pockets that are going to really frustrate your your agenda yeah that's true 
But I, my big thing with, with this and like with the Las Vegas shooting is like how the system works. And it's the same. The Las yeah. Vegas shooting is not, not, I'm not just saying the same as other shootings. I'm saying it's the same as other events. I'm saying it's the same as COVID. I'm saying it's the same as 9 11. I'm saying it's the same as wars. I'm saying this is, this is what we're basically being given like, here, eat your cookie, eat your news cookie. This is what's going on. And there's right. all this other shit that's going on. And there's hundreds, I mean, 800 plus 911 calls over the city about different things and, you know, dead people and shots fired and everything else. And there's one shooter. Yeah. That's the story. And I'm like, how is there, what are we talking about one shooter with this? Like, right. And then people right. that are like, oh, we were running from multiple shooters down on the street over by the Flamingo or the Tropicant. They're dead now. They're and fucking if, dead now. Like, what are we doing? And yeah. if we're going to explore the Saudi angle again, uh, just going to harken back to when Trump took office, one of his first acts as president was to go over to Saudi Arabia and, and touch that little ball. Thing. The largest arms deal in human history. Oh, with yeah. The right. Saudi government. Yeah. You know, with, the, with the stated purpose that Mohammed bin Salman was going to be crowned Saudi king. Mm -hmm. and, and they're all uh, you might have seen the photo. You know, they're all hovering around the Palantir one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you know, uh, they're all putting their hands on the glowing orb. It's the glowing ball thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the hell was going on with that? What kind of what know. in the pagan ritual was that? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It looks like a ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. the next thing he's at the the in Israel touching the other wall and stuff like right. that. So it's like, right. He's just going and touching a bunch of sacred things, you know. Yeah. And then he gets the hands on it. next to the church with his Bible, you know. <laughs> yeah. Are we What's sure this favorite? isn't are we sure this isn't how COVID spread? Just him going and touch, <laughs> touching a whole bunch of different things. Oh yeah, great. Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse? All of them. It's all of them. So, you know, if it was a power struggle, you know that was uh, this was all armed and funded by us, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it is interesting with like all this stuff. If you take one event like this, you just go all in and you know, learn as much as you can about it. It's like, you just open, it just opens your eyes to all these other events that happen. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, they all strain together quite nicely or quite scarily. However you look at it, you know, right. But the more I look into these things, they're not isolated events. This is, this is like to be expected. This is how this goes. This is, I am rarely surprised anymore by anything because I'm like, oh no, it makes sense. And I'll be honestly, I next, it's going to be a UFO attack on, fucking dc or something I, and i won't be surprised like i you know and it won't be ufos either but all right <laughs> we're gonna wrap up on this topic steven i'm gonna have everybody give one takeaway that you got from doing research or whatever so steven what's your takeaway from our conversation or what you think about the, the uh, so you know my takeaway is just what i was saying earlier was um you know if your rights are going to be on trial for something there needs to be an actual trial they need to actually make a case uh, we need some uh, common sense legislation control. Uh, let's drug test our representatives that want to talk about taking your rights away. Uh, let's figure out where their money's coming from. Let's do a full forensic analysis on the backgrounds of these folks that want to take things away in the wake of a tragedy <clears throat> rather than just grieve with us, mourn with us, provide us some comfort. And by the way, the comfort does not come in the form of more government. Um, you know, this, this was an absolute tragedy, you know, whether it was just uh, Stephen Paddock alone, or or whether it was a uh, you know Saudi power struggle, uh, or you know any number of other things, whatever it was, people are dead and it's freaking terrible. But that yeah. doesn't mean 
that I don't get to own a pistol. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Alden, what's your takeaway? Especially when I suspect that people are trying to basically set these things up to take away the pistol kind of a thing, like, or to establish a precedent for it. It's even all the more reason to not, like if it is, and if you can prove that it is fishy and that it is, you know, there's at least gray areas where, I mean, the LVPD is at least involved and they're at least inept and I would argue malicious, Uh, but inept is bad enough. Um, I would say read between the lines of things and look for where there is conflict of interests, follow the money. If there are things that, you know, hundreds of eyewitnesses, you know, and I don't always put just like all my eggs in the eyewitness basket, but if there are truly hundreds of eyewitnesses, hundreds of phone calls that come in and where there are hundreds of phone calls, that's official accounts or whatever. There's probably thousands of more eyewitness accounts if we were to actually launch an investigation but we don't we don't follow up on any of these things and so it's just shut down and so and we didn't even get into the whole deadbolt thing and where like the initial photo of it it was in and then then they're like oh wait if we kicked in the door it's gotta be out or whatever and then it was out and like what i'm saying is look into things yourselves please if something feels fishy it probably is for a reason and you know why are we have like las vegas has got to be one of the most monitored cities in the world it's mm-hmm. got to be one of the most watched cities on earth and we haven't been released any footage from any of the other hotels where there are it's not one person it's not three people it's hundreds of people that are like someone was shot at tropicana someone was shot at Bellagio, someone was shot at wherever. And we've not had a single bit of footage come out from these things. To me, that's deeply fishy. I, I don't understand like why more people aren't like suspect here like about this. But anyway, Sam, read between the lines and ask questions. Sam, what's your one big takeaway? Just that like it once you know, like he's talking, once you look into the details and everything that happened, it's just so overwhelming that this was uh, you know a false flag attack. I mean, there's just evidence on evidence on evidence, and it's just crazy. And, you know, just the the goofy things they tried to do to cover it up, like, you know, the helicopters turning off their their signal over the location and then turning it back on over location after the shooting happened. Just crazy things where they didn't do a great job of covering any of this up. That's like the helicopter version of like... Like, oh, my thumb's gone. Like, (laughs) God, like... But, like... The only reason they can get away with it is because of the media. And so, like, when you look yep. at, you know, what we should do as libertarians, it's, it's, you know, yeah, run for office. Yeah, you know, try to work on legislation and uh, coalitions and all this stuff. But, like, the number one thing you got to do is you got to talk about it. and You got to infiltrate the media. And, you know, if you know someone who's doing a good job of that, like, support them and, yeah. you know, share their stuff and stuff. Because that that alone is the key to you know unraveling this stuff because once to people... organically really try your best to because we're 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 fighting against the powers that be in terms of media and i think there's certain like quote unquote trusted media that's paid and established and is you know fed bullshit to you know feed us the bullshit mm-hmm. and then there's everyone else that's not even just on a level playing field fighting for viewership or whatever 
we're getting stepped on. We're getting kicked off of YouTube. We're getting kicked off of other things or whatever because what we're saying is going against this. So I very much think that's super important. I, I like. I didn't mean to step on your toes with that. I'm sorry, Sam. But like, I really appreciate the the focus on the media as an angle to both be aware of and to help. Yeah, and there's a really great quote. It's um, people. The people are allowed to believe anything, but they're not allowed to know anything. <laughs> that is yeah. a good quote. Go. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the questions we're told not to or not allowed to ask are the ones we need to be asking. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of promoting people who are doing good, is yeah. the lady who directed this documentary, you can go over to Rumble. Conspiracy Truths is her channel. Um, it's the Route 91 documentary. Um, I think it's called Uncovering the Cover-Up um, once you get into it. But um, she did a fantastic job of compiling a mass of information yeah um, into a like digestible format um, it's really well done honestly yeah. it covers a lot yeah when i when i knew i was going to be on this show and i had to research it i was just panicking i was like where's their information there's no information anywhere i'm not going to read cbs or you know, abc or anything like that so i messaged jose Gallison. i'm like do you know anything where it point me in the right direction he's like here's a documentary yeah there we go that's that's Yep. Every once in a while, there's something that's like so concise and so well done and so like approachable that it's just like it becomes the like go to one for something. I feel like this is like like the loose change of the Las Vegas shooting kind of thing. Like, yeah. like the one that everyone's just like, have you seen this? It's like the first thing they ask, you know, but yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's so funny. All right, y'all. Guess what time it is. Beautiful. It is Libations Trivia. Your audio is kind of... Yeah, is that, I was just going to say, is that me or you? Yeah. Oh, is that me? Was I doing something? Oh, now you said Hey, there you are. Okay, cool. I'm uh, going to go... Uh, I think it's illegal to not have a libation during Libations Trivia, so I'm going to go refresh here real quick. Okay, I'll explain the rules because um, Sam... You've not played. You've not been on the show before. Right. Um, we got three categories today. This day in history, stock market, and World War I. Um, it consists of three rounds, obviously. Ten questions in the first, five in the second, three in the third. One, two, and three points, respectively. Um, the okay. first contestant, I will read out the questions because we used to have a problem where Zane, who is a fast reader, would read the questions before anybody else had the chance to and would answer. So now I, I read the questions. The you got to reach towards your camera, basically, for me to call on you. Um, first person to answer um, the correct answer gets the points. Um, you cannot answer a second time if you get, get it wrong the first time until everybody else has answered. Um, if you blurt out an answer when it's not your turn, you lose a point. And we have only done this one time, but the winner picks a topic to discuss the following episode. We basically never do. We, have we to, never do it. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to come up with a different, uh, a different deal. Different if I win, Las Vegas shooting. <laughs> oh, good God! I don't think Round I can do two. this two weeks in a row. Let's see. Sorry, I'm getting all y'all's uh, uh, names in the scoreboard. We don't have Zane. It's fantastic. Zane is in the audience, week. representing the audience. Is he in the audience? Yes, he'll he is. Win. <laughs> he'll win. 
I'm curious what Zane thinks about yep, everything back. that was just blasted about the Las Vegas <laughs> thing. Because he said that he didn't have anything like to add to it. So I just I wonder what his thoughts are on that. Yeah. Yeah. That was an hour ago, so he we might have lost him. Hopefully we lost him because Zane has won 10 times. Alden and Nick have won four times. Guest has won twice. Steve has won twice. And the audience has won once. And Zane likes to say that he was in the audience the only time uh, that they won. Um, so let's do this. Sorry, I only have one screen tonight, which is very frustrating because I have to uh, bounce back and forth. So if you just bear with me. Okay. Round one, this day in history. Question number one. On this day in 1781, the Americans defeated the British in which battle? On this day in 1781, the Americans defeated the British in which battle? Alden. Battle of the Bulge? <laughs> I don't even know if that's... We, we were not... <laughs> Fighting the British during the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> he's, he's I just wanted to say Bulge. Topic. Yeah, yeah. I can, only, I, I can only think of Bunker Hill, and I know we lost. <laughs> <laughs> and Alden, that was a terrible reach to the camera, man. Like you, you literally just did this. Hi. You gotta do that. Me. You gotta hide. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked y'all don't know this one. I thought this was a gimme. Uh, I guess not i don't know it was in the revolutionary war come on i mean I, I, we know it's in the revolutionary war even though i need okay it. here's a here's a hint um well this isn't a hint for sam so much but it's a hint for the other two uh this was an answer in a, a question in the last three weeks oh my gosh y'all really don't know wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i remember something I remember something. Ten, ten it's coming back to me. Nine, eight. I'm just gonna feel. Steven. Oh, Steven's got something. The, the Battle of Philadelphia. No. <laughs> Five, four. That's what three, I was gonna guess. Two, yeah. one. Yorktown. Yeah. Uh, We're not off to a good start, y'all. No, We're definitely not. Horrendous start. My brain got so honed in on the Vegas thing that like it's useless for everything else right now. Don't make excuses. You always lose. So um, here we go. On this day in 1987, the stock markets had the largest ever one-day crash known by what name? Alden. Black Tuesday? Wrong. Dang it. Steven. Black Friday. Wrong. No, wait. <laughs> nope. Sam gets it. Dang it. Uh, Sam, if you have an answer. Black Monday. Dang it! Black Monday is Holy correct. God. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! Yeah. I love it. Wow. I was torn between those two. <laughs> all right, question number. Not three. luck at all. I'm just a genius. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1985, which rental company opened up their first store? Alden. Hertz. Wrong, Stephen. Dang it. Avis. Wrong. <laughs> Sam, you got an answer? Yep. No, I don't. No. Okay. Alden. Enterprise. No. Stephen. <laughs> Aaron's. What? Aaron's? What is, what is Aaron's? You can rent furniture and stuff. Okay. No. A. A. Ron. Yeah. A. Ron. All right. It's opened up. Whoever wants it, just start blurting things out. 
It, what are we renting? <laughs> it would give it away. Would it? It would. 100% <laughs> without a doubt. Oh, yeah. There's... If, okay. Yeah. All right. 10 seconds left. It's dildo rental. There's only one. Blockbuster. <laughs> Movie. Is that it? Is it you? Blockbuster yes! is oh. correct. <laughs> I went car rental like on everything. All of my guesses. Yeah. Y'all really hung in there with the car rental agency. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Car and furniture. On this day in 1982, which automaker was arrested in a $24 million cocaine deal? This is a hard one, but you do know the automaker. All is the this an American? I have a question. Is this an American automaker? Oh, it! I can't. I, hang on. Don't. I can't, I can't call on anybody just yet. I got to do uh -huh. a little bit of research. Um... To see if he, yes, he was an American. Alden, do you have an answer? Uh, I don't know American automakers. In 1982, Mr. Yeah. Dodge, I don't know. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> oh crap. Um, I was just stalling because I don't know. Yeah, we'll, I, will we'll give it, I, I, I will give a hint. Okay. After uh, after everybody has answered once, I'm gonna go with Chevy. Maybe a Chevy executive. Nope, Sam, you got Mr. A, Chevy. You got a guess? Henry Ford. <laughs> 1982. This <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this car, his famous car, was featured in a cult classic movie. Stephen, the DeLorean. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Nice. How about that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. $24 million dollar cocaine deal. It's <laughs> wow. crazy. That's huge. Okay. In the 80s. On this, yeah. yeah. On this day in 18. I didn't know cocaine was a thing back then. In the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Henry Ford was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1812, who began their disastrous retreat from Russia and who was their leader? St Alden. Napoleon. Or the French. There we go. And Napoleon. Oh, oh wow. Oh, there we go. Boom. Sorry. Mm. You are correct. Good yeah. call. Good call. All right. Let's see. Next question. On this day in 1789, who was sworn in as the first Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court? What year? Uh, 1789. 1789. It's a hard one. I don't know. Okay, I'll start with a hint. He signed the Constitution. Alden. Hancock. No. Adams. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, you have to Heil first. Stephen. <laughs> Aaron Burr. No. Alden. Madison. No. Dang it. <laughs> Sam? John Hancock. No, Alden already guessed him. <laughs> Is it Steven again? Steven. You know, I said he signed the Constitution. Now but I'm did he? Misinformation. <laughs> oh, no. That's what we're here for. Is it the audience? The, no, the audience has not gotten it yet either. No? No, not yet. 
Joe Biden. Joseph Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> Alden. Monroe? No. Hang on. Let me let me make sure. Let me make sure. Yeah, let, let's fact check, Jake. Okay. Yeah, I am 99% certain after <laughs> preliminary research that he was, <laughs> that he did sign the Constitution. Or Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. My bad. Wait, right. so which one? No one signed the Constitution. Everyone they signed the Declaration of Independence. I, that's well, what Jefferson. I mis misspoke. Five, four, Alden. John Jay. John Jay. What? My man. What? <laughs> when you said Jefferson, the J sound, I was like, hmm. that was my last guess, honestly. There we go. On this day in 2005, the trial of which foreign president began for his crimes against humanity? 2005. Which foreign president? Which foreign president trial began for crimes against humanity? Stephen. Kim Jong-un. Incorrect. Alden. Alden, you waved. You have. To I have did. Him. I did. I'm so you sorry. Wave. It's Is back it open to the floor <laughs> until <insane>? you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I was yeah. thinking it was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that's what threw me off was trial because I, I remember watching the live stream of him being pulled out of a spider hole getting his ass beat yeah i didn't know there was a trial so i was just like what makes sense with 2005 ish time but you didn't remember the trial because they spoofed it in arrested development oh they did <laughs> and then they had great. that scene where they're like if only i had photographic yeah. evidence and uh, you know of this and it yeah. showed uh, a picture of shaking hands hussein and uh rumsfeld or whatever yeah like. yeah and uh yeah they had the whole the house full of uh, saddam hussein lookalikes um and the guy who actually got convicted wasn't Hussein in the show. Um, and he, he was uh, uh, yeah. noscar.com. It was a call. Never mind. This is way insane. It's a deep cut <laughs> reference. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I just, I know that show backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1962, which legendary boxer was born? 62. Sam. Muhammad Ali? Nope. Steven. Joe Frazier? Nope. Alden. Mike Tyson. No, it's back open to the floor. Stephen. <laughs> George Foreman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alden. Sugar Ray Robinson? No. No, he was like a boxing in the 60s, actually. Stephen. Evander Holyfield. Evander. Nice. Yes. Oh, nice. yes. One of the yes. best ever. I used to hang out with him at the bowling alley in Fayetteville. You what? did? Yeah, he would he, he would always talk to me. So like the the Fayetteville Police Department had a bowling league, so I'd be there all the time. And uh he'd be there so it was him and Gary Coleman. They would be there almost every day. What? Gary That's Coleman it. was an asshole. Oh <laughs> yeah. interesting. Gary Coleman cussed me out, dude. I was oh, eight shit. years old. I cannot wait to clip eight this part years of the old show. Because, you know, <laughs> I think what? Steven should win no matter what. Evander would take a picture with me. He'd let me hang on his arm while he flexed. We'd take a picture. 
and then he and he'd signed something for me. He always signed everything. Philippians four thirteen. He was a cool wow. dude. That's, That's so amazing. cool. That's yeah. incredible. We need to see those pictures. Seriously. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, on this day in 1969, which American screenwriter, actor, and producer known for comedy was born? And I will give a hint after everybody answers once. Nice. Say it again. In, on this day in 1969, which American screenwriter, actor, and producer known for his comedy was born? Alden. Will Ferrell. Incorrect. Dang it. Sam. Adam Sandler? Nope. Screenwriter. Steven. Paul Rudd. Incorrect. He is a co-writer of one of the longest running animated shows comedy ever. Alden. Matt Groening or whatever his name is? Nope. Mm. Steven. Seth MacFarlane. No. Good guess, though. Sam, you got a guess? No. <laughs> All right. Another hint. Um, the show was on Comedy Central and now is on HBO. Alden. Oh, well, that oh. is not what I was going to say. <laughs> what, it, what? Wait, it was on Comedy Central and now it's on what? HBO. Uh... Key and Peel? I don't know. No. Steven? <laughs> I, I was going to say Jason Alexander, like for Duckman, but... Incorrect. No. Nikki yeah. is also incorrect. Yeah, before that, I was going to say Seinfeld, and then you were like, Comedy Central. Like, Never mind, Mike. All right. Five, four, three, Conan? two, <laughs> one. Trey Parker. Oh! South Park. <laughs> South Park. Oh, I went with oh. The Simpsons. I forgot about South Park. <laughs> Grumpy says, wait, John Oliver is a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Not anymore. Final question of round one. On this day in 1914, which battle began in Belgium between Allied and German forces, eventually leading to three separate battles for this city? This is the hardest question of round one. Steven. Battle of the Bulge? Incorrect. That's what I, that's what I had said before. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just name the Battle of the Bulge just every battle now. Like, yeah. It's just fun to say. This one is hard. In fact, I don't even know if the pronunciation of the word is correct. Mm. Let's fuck it up. That's our job. <laughs> I got no idea. Belgium? I know yeah. World War II Belgium. I don't think I know World War I Belgium. All right, well, if, if the hint wasn't already there, it's a city in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Wait. Alden. Let's just go with Brussels, you know. Nope. Steven. Ah. Uh, he, got, he, got, he took mine. Um, yeah. Okay. The answer <laughs> The answer is Ypres. Ypres. <laughs> Clearly, I would have gotten there. Was, I looked up the pronunciation, and it was pronounced yep. in, like, a mil Like, it, it had to be four different ways that the yeah. sites yeah. pronounced it. It was very Creepers, creepers. <laughs> we are the knights who say <laughs> after one round Alden has three, Steven has two Sam has two, audience has diddly squat <laughs> suck it Zane um, <laughs> first, uh, second round is stock market collapses question number one 
Starting off easy here, y'all. In what year did the Great Depression begin? Alden. 1920. Oh, man. Now I'm afraid to say 20 something. 21? Wrong. Dang it. 1922. No, Sam. 1929. Dang it! Oh. Why did I say one? The Roaring Twenties, man. It the audience the end. says they have one. Do we remember what their... Oh, yeah. It was Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Or no, no. Yeah. No, Sam got Blockbuster. What was the yeah, one? I got Blockbuster. Ah, give him one. I don't know. Okay, Give him one okay. for being here, you know. Y'all, y'all, tell me what the one was, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put it in the deal. Uh, I'm Nikki so mad that she I got blockbuster. That? Maybe she did. Yeah, Nikki did post a comment, but I, I think she posted like right after Sam said it. Mm. Yeah, Sam, Sam already had it. Um, yeah. At that point, but so, I will fight for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number two. Which stock market index is often used to gauge the performance of the U.S. stock market? An, an index which collapsed during the dot-com bubble burst of 2000 to 2002. Stephen. Dow Jones. Incorrect. Mm. Alden. S&P. Incorrect. Sam, the floor is yours. No idea. Stephen. NASDAQ. Mm. NASDAQ is correct. Damn it. Yeah. Good call. There we go. We danced around it. We got there. <laughs> Nikki says she got Blockbuster before Sam said it. We have a fight. Sam, what's defend yourself. <laughs> I think the video will reveal that I was correct and said it first. <laughs> you play it, if you play it back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> Which famous mathematician and economist is known for predicting the South Sea bubble in the 18th century? Alden. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something totally else, like predicting the end of the world. I was going to be like, Nostradamus, you know, but like, it's, I have no idea. Sam. Mises? No, I like the guess though. Steven, you got a guess? So everyone, everyone knows this guy. Everyone knows this guy. Everyone? Everyone. What century? Uh, I don't think I said. Oh, 18th century. 18th. Oh, okay. Mathematician. Rene Descartes? No. Good guess, though. Back open to the floor. Which famous mathematician and economist is known for predicting the South Sea bubble in the 18th century? He's more known as a mathematician. Sam. Bastiat? <laughs> Nope. So I can't see all the comments, y'all, every time. I can see them right when they come in, but they, they sometimes disappear. So mm. I, can't, I can't go back and read all of them unless I'm actually on the YouTube feed. Apologies. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. Albert Einstein. One. No. 18th century. <laughs> Pythagoras. So uh, Newton. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. He was a physicist. He wasn't a mathematician. He no. was he was both. He, yeah. Was yeah, let's throw that one out for sure. I mean, he invented yeah. calculus basically, so I would call him a mathematician. Yeah. I would Do you do. know he invented calculus like on a dare? 
basically someone <laughs> was like you can't know that. do it like and he was like fuck you like yeah he was he was he was in quarantine or something like because there was some kind of plague going around i was like do you know how how bored you have to be to invent calculus <laughs> oh my god well, and how high do you have to be because like how does a point have a slope are you That's trying ridiculous. to give like a so silver just, lining advocacy here for lockdowns well yeah. no just no he's trying to compare that the that calculus came out of his lockdown and tiktok right. videos came out of ours right right, right. yeah yeah yeah, TikTok exactly. Dancing came out of our lockdowns. Like I, ha right. I have a deep respect for algebra and trig and geometry because that's how I make a living. Calculus right, calculus sucks. and like porn videos where you're caught in a dryer. Like that's 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 where we're at. Like <laughs> that's the creativity level of today. Like we're gonna move family on. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the 17th century, speculative trading of which product in the Netherlands led to a market collapse? Stephen, tulips. Dang it! Tulips. Yeah, that's <laughs> so wow. true. Wow, <laughs> it's so messed up, man. That what? is. Can it... you say that again? Um, in the 17th century, speculative trading of which product in the Netherlands led to a market collapse? Yeah, they got to wow. be where certain tulip bulbs were valued as much as some houses at yeah. the time. And it was called tulip mania. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the wow. tulip bubble. It's bad. Every crypto job, bubble Steven. has been compared to tulip mania. Oh, yeah. Every, every time crypto pops, is this tulip mania? Jim yeah, Cramer, yeah. this is tulip mania. Wow. <laughs> Jim Cramer would say that. <laughs> no, good call, Stephen. That's awesome. What yeah. is the term for a strategy in which investors borrow money to invest in stocks, hoping to profit from the price appreciation, but face significant risks in a market downturn? I think Sam was first. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Hedge fund? Nope. Uh, Steven, I think you were next. Leverage? Nope. Alden. Living on a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. God dang it. Steven. Margin trading. Margin trading. Oh, nice. Okay. Bravo. It's not living on a prayer? <laughs> I mean, in essence, it is, but that's Halfway not what there? it's <laughs> Yeah. After two rounds, Stephen has eight, Sam nice. has four, Alden has three, and the audience has a speculative one. A speculative, <laughs> a tentative, <laughs> give them the one. <laughs> All right. Round number three, World War One. And just for people who don't know, this is the hardest Hardest round because that's how three, you know who's the dad. Three points each, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which battle, known for its extreme carnage and heavy casualties, is often called the meat grinder of World War One? I mean, if you listen to Dan Carlin history, you should know this one. Uh, <laughs> just make it worse. Because I've heard that so you... Sam. I can't think of the name of it. Ah, never mind. <laughs> I think I can think of what it is. Okay. Uh, Alden. Iwashima? No. Congress. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Steven, you got an answer? Um Gr uh, Grumpy wins. The battle for no mail. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh it, it's got Incorrect. I don't know what the battle is, but it, but it's where it's where they it's where they drew the Maginot line, the Battle of the Bulge, <laughs> or is that where it's we're coming doing? back? Sam, 
Normandy? Nope. That's World War II. That's two, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 That's why I said I know two better than one, so this is not my day here. <laughs> it is what it is. It was the other option I had today, for today was going to be baseballs, and I knew that would piss you off. Oh man, I yeah, <laughs> Mickey Mantle for like every. What did I? I did the thing where like I said Ted Williams <laughs> twice, and it actually worked last time. I only, I know like three names if it's not Babe Ruth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ten seconds. Trench warfare. That wasn't that was an answer on a previous trivia. Yeah. Five, really? Four, three, two, one. The Battle of Somme or Somme or however you pronounce that daggum word. I was so close. Some bitch. <laughs> Some bitch. Yeah, Some bitch. I should have known that one. <laughs> question. Was <laughs> that the one in the Black Forest? Grumpy Gnome is asking. That's a good question. Let's let's find out before we move on. The Schwarzwald? Somme. God bless you. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm not saying anything about a black forest. I do remember that battle. They were like, do you guys want to dig in and fight this out? And they're like, hell no. Let's just go on it on foot. We're sick of sitting in these trenches. Perfect. It was. I don't think it was the one in the black forest. Just FYI. Um, question number two. Uh, signing of the Treaty of uh, Brest-Litovsk with the Central Powers. Which country withdrew from World War One due to turmoil within their own borders? Who was? Who was? I feel like Stephen and I both went up at the similar time. Oh, I, I was still reading the Dagum question. Who? Who? Threw? I think it was Stephen. Yeah, go well, ahead. I, I have that at Alden. If you, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Uh, ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna Sign, throw signing a... the treaty of Brest-Litovsk with the Central Powers. Which country mm -hmm. withdrew from World War One due to turmoil within their own borders? I don't know. Australia? Are they even involved? Incorrect, Stephen. Yeah, Italy. Nope. Sam, the floor is yours. Grumpy is incorrect. Uh, Russia. Nailed it. Nice. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Russian, Russian revolution was happening nice. during that time. Every Bravo. point. It's just been pure luck. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> Beginner's luck, man. All right, Sam, if you get this, you win. Steven, if you get this, you win. All what if I get it? get this, nothing happens. <laughs> if I get it, yeah. who wins? I, I, I got to say, he's as smart as a whip. <laughs> if Alden gets it, Steven wins. Oh, okay, okay. Damn it, your your life is in your own hands right here. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number three: Who was the last Kaiser of the German Empire that ended with World War One? Stephen. You uh, have yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I tried to rescind that wave right as I was doing it. <laughs> okay, I was you, just... you can rescind it. You can rescind it. I'll, I'll say. I'll say Wilhelm. You got it. Wow. I'll oh. give you the second. <laughs> did I have Steven. a graphic too? Yeah, when did we get the graphic going on? I got the graphic going last week. And, oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. I meant to upload the guest graphic, but I forgot to today. So yours would have been sad. <laughs> been a, a placeholder like a cat or something like so the final score was 
Stephen 11, Sam 7, Alden 3, Audience Woo. 1. <laughs> Bravo, so y'all. Insane. That was fantastic. Yeah. Good job. Nerds. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to see which uh, things I want to talk about since we're running out of time and I have a hard out. Um, yeah. uh, by the way, Wilhelm was the only Kaiser I've ever known. So Perfect. Mm. <laughs> Aside from the role. Russia's the only country I know of. <laughs> You've been okay. watching a lot of CNN, man. Yeah. We're just going to talk about one story and then a few funny videos, and we'll we're going to ditch ditch it after that because I really I, it's my sister in law's birthday today, and I'm supposed to be there right now, but I was like, this this podcast is too important. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Twitter user Douglas, I gotta turn this dagger music off. There we go. Twitter user Douglas Mackey sentenced sentenced to seven months in prison after being found guilty of election interference for making memes disparaging Hillary Clinton. For real? For uh, real. Well, Jesus Christ, I'm about to get the death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The damn the, man, dude, it's bonkers the precedent this sets is, i mean we can talk about it like first thoughts like first reactions it's clear that y'all um did not know about this or no i did not did. know about this I, 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 which country is this i did hear about that okay okay um yeah what are, what are our thoughts on it like what, uh, i mean which country my, is this in the u.s yeah my initial thought is just like they can get you on anything yeah this was, this was in new york if, if they if they decide, hey, I want that this guy out of the way, I mean, they can just do it. I mean, they're just doing this in broad daylight. It's a national headline, and it's just crazy. Well, it's, it's the same with the January sixth things. You know, like you got all those. They just had another January sixth, and no one gives a crap. <laughs> you know, right, so it, yeah. If, if I ever disappear one day, it's it's the few years that my gender identity was Kekistani. So, uh, <laughs> just a heads up. Well, Sam, Sam, you're totally right, man. Like, what was it? 300 people went into the, like, stormed into the Capitol today to protest that the fake bombing of the hospital. And they were all just arrested, kicked out. We're never going to hear about them again. No one's going to get solitary confinement out of it. Um, like, yeah. How many decorated war veterans are going to get 10 years in prison for that yeah. protest? I'm talking about uh, Staff Sergeant Joe Biggs. Yeah. Well, the other thing is you think of, you know, it's just the tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg is what we're seeing. But you think of how corrupt just, you know, nobody's like, like me, mm. you know, just disappear all of a sudden and get charged with stuff. I I know someone, um, they left their business open during the lockdowns and they got hammered hard and stuff like that. And then just suddenly um, they, they had a raid and they stole all their computers and all that stuff. And they, they just said there was... Uh, child porn or they uploaded child porn it's like they can just wow. make you go like that and they wow man it, yeah. it's it's crazy well, do, i mean due process in this country <clears throat> is, is dying like you are as soon as as soon as you're accused of something these days that is enough to be con like basically convicted in the public in public yeah. perception and so like the, the public opinion courts thing. Yes. Public opinion is the only thing that matters nowadays. Like it can literally ruin your life um, mm -hmm. to have it, to be accused of anything, any type of wrongdoing. 
I feel right. like I'm living in a fucking Monty Python sketch, man. <laughs> this is a bad time to be alive. I mean, the Dagum no dude made memes. He made memes. The question I'd like to ask him, though, was, was it worth it? Because I bet it was. <laughs> right. Like, if it, if it really swayed the election, totally worth it. Thank you, bro. I, I yeah. want to see I want to see what kind of memes he creates from prison. I want him to have a Twitter feed from prison. Right. Keep, keep creating those memes, man. I love well, it. Thankfully, it's New York and not Atlanta, because otherwise he'd be dead from bed bugs in two months. That's very true. The most illegal meme ever. Right. That's insane, man. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it, it does kind of just leave you speechless for the most. I couldn't. I, I don't know what to do with that, man. I. Th that's the most upsetting thing I've heard doing this this show thus far, man. Yeah, I mean, so they construed it as election interference. That's what they. That's what they call it. And it's okay. like now they is it, is it, blatantly is it the stuff. Like, is it the you know the the the, the pedo scandal? You know, is he is he saying that she was running kids out of a pizza parlor in D.C. Like, is it something like that? Or, like, is it just, like... And then what would it matter, even well, if yeah. that were true? You know what I mean? Like, on the principle of it, if you're not allowed to make a comment on your leaders, then we're North Korea. I mean, I mean for go. real, like... Does it show the meme? I would yeah. like to see it. Just not that, Again, oh, not that it matters, but... Let me... Well, I can't I'm, click on it. Well, if he went to prison for it, we're definitely getting banned for it. <laughs> a meme is commentary if you're I not think, allowed to make political commentary i think he impersonated hillary clinton and said something wild or something like that well in, unless he, unless he's the one that started uh you know if you want to vote for hillary clinton vote from home by texting you know like oh Trump's yeah yeah that's what i think like it that. was yeah I, I believe that's i believe that was one of the things that they I wonder, yeah i wonder how many people actually believe that please tell me it was thousands and thousands um yeah mm. so something like that that's the only way i can see it email deemed election interference it's just crazy that like a few months after the election who was it was it the new york times washington post one of those came out with an article literally basically bragging about all these people who conspired together to help rig the election in joe biden's favor <laughs> yeah like, do y'all remember that story i forget oh, yeah. which article it was but like <clears throat> but you're allowed to say oh it yeah it if you're allowed to do it if you're associated with the corporate press new york times yeah. article new york times that's who it was yeah and if yeah. you're in favor of like the chosen candidate well and, and as long yeah. as you're a communist you're allowed to you know break windows and stomp people down and burn down buckhead atlanta georgia there you go uh you know but the instant they think you run to the left of Mal, you're going to jail. Man, this is, this is why a lot of times in my podcast, I'll just jokingly say, uh, get the vaccine and, you know, just all sorts of talking points for the algorithms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so they, yeah. Just so they don't insane. look at me. I don't know if it works. <laughs> it's insane yeah, that you're, like, allowed to promote getting a vaccine. Tell someone what to do with their lives in that way. But, but if you turn the other side, which on principle... Mm is the same on principle you're telling someone what to do with their lives regarding the same topic and then you're treated in the opposite way it's crazy right you know like like if you make memes trust the science against hillary clinton take the vaccine that sways the election <laughs> vote democrat uh, save the planet uh, well this is know, why yeah, exactly it's also why jordan pearson's so dumb when he keeps telling people not to to tweet from alternative or incognito accounts or whatever right. uh, whatever you call that it's like you, you almost got to like I, my name's already kind of out there and it's like 
I yeah. really should go back and like erase myself and you know have a show from just be completely anonymous because it's it's nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you're living right, you're already on the list. Right. Uh, yeah. Point blank. I I had someone say we shouldn't go to a Second Amendment rally. He's like, yeah, but if you do that, like you'll be on a list. And it's like you're in the party. Like, what do you think? We're, <laughs> what do you think we're doing? Yeah, like if you ever <laughs> made a donation, you have to give them all your information. The FEC has this. They know mm -hmm. you made what donation and when and to whom. Uh, you're already there, and the, and then all of that. But if you you know if you're friends with one of these people, God forbid they pay you for glue or poster board or sandwiches. You know. Before they go to a protest, uh, well, now you're now you're in, you're you're incriminated from that. Yeah, and you you think of how many like smart people you know all this, and then they just shut up, or they just start saying, you know, uh, you know, like all the people from conservative ink, you know, they'll just start saying the right things. They'll start being war hawks and stuff because they just they know, like they're in the industry, they know what's going to happen if they you know don't toe the narrative. Right. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I haven't watched last week's episode. You got to, you, you got to forgive me for that. But you know, everybody's trying to weigh in on the, the Palestinian war. You know, if you're coming at it from the from the evangelical angle, I just want to remind you that the whole thing of like not taking the Lord's name in vain isn't just saying, "Oh my God," flagrantly. It's also committing atrocities in the name of God, right? Or using I would think would be worse God's name to justify going to war. Ixnay uh, on the Usaids cray, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, I just thought we'd end on a super awesome note um, <laughs> where where freedom of speech is just basically gone. No, nah, man, I'm um, I'm bummed out, man. I, that that is legitimately one of the most concerning things I've heard in six years. I don't know. That's right. bad. Let's yeah. get you unbummed. Let's let's watch four funny videos and then we'll call there it we a night. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. A Pop-Tart, it's so freaking good Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should <laughs> I was sitting in the kitchen one day And I was itching to fill up my belly With the piping hot jelly Of the best damn treat in the world He's talking Pop-Tarts yeah. And I saw a stick of butter And it almost made me shudder And scream like a baby girl <laughs> I don't want a giant penis Or a rocket trip to Venus I don't want to win the lottery I just want to spot and gobble Till I'm dizzy and I wobble In a butter food and dough tart dream so I put butter on a Pop-Tart, it was so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, yeah. then I think you should. It's Even okay. the s'mores Pop-Tart. So dumb. <laughs> Even the s'mores Pop-Tart is perfect. The I've really, really never done that, but I'm going to now. That, right? Yeah, I was going to say. The so right after it comes out of the like toaster, you put butter on the s'mores Pop-Tart and then put a little bit of whipped cream on there. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Whipped cream, yeah. too. Yeah, my wife's pregnant, if you can't tell. <laughs> Growing up, I always put I always put butter on my peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, I still that put, was, that's I still smart. Put like butter I like on that. before yeah. uh, peanut butter and jelly, like grilled peanut butter and jelly with butter. Right. Is fantastic, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, if you're making a sandwich, you get some you get some homemade sourdough. Put it in the toaster oven or the toaster. Mm -hmm. and right after it's nice and toasty, put that uh, red wine vinegar on it, and then lay the sandwich down. Oh man, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Amen. All right. Here's Mr. Mr. Anthony Jesselnick, one of my favorite comedians. I'm um, on his oh, yeah. show. Yeah.
Greg and Aaron and myself all decided that we would talk about the Middle East and more importantly, solve some things. Greg, what do you think? Good guy, bad guy, black and white. Who is it? Who you got? Who are you supporting on this one? I think ultimately the good guys here are us because we're addressing the issue. We're talking about it. <laughs> Social media doesn't have the bandwidth night, to do what we're doing right night, now, grumpy. which is discussing the issue and letting you know, once again, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Like Greg, coin flip. Just pick one. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Just throw it out. I'll say this. I don't understand anything. All I know, and I can say this with confidence, is you got to knock it off with the missiles. I'd say the bad guys are the missiles. Here's the thing. The difference between guns and missiles, you can't put a flower in the stem of a missile. Um, I think I think we solved it. I think if it's not solved, the video comes out Wednesday afternoon. If it's not solved by Friday, they're not listening. They're not subscribed. Greg, if, if you close your eyes, he sounds like John C. Riley a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, oh, Tiger Belly. Yes. This guy's funny. Yeah. You have a couch, right? Yeah. You have another piece of the couch where your feet go on? Yeah. That's an <laughs> You have an ottoman. Yeah. That's all. Oh, that's what an ottoman is? <laughs> oh. You're white, dude. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind. Go ahead. Do you have a <laughs> dining room, right? There's also a little part off your kitchen that's not really a dining area, but it's just kind of like a little place to like you could snack, right? Yeah. That's a nook, that's buddy. Good. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> What the? <laughs> did you call me, dude? You are the Twinkie of this show. Holy That's so good. I, I explain Twinkie for the v viewers. It's like yellow on it's, the outside, yeah, not white on the inside. Interesting. Interesting. And I'm a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might be white. <laughs> I love the internet. I yes. love the internet. All right, and this this is a guy. Started watching over uh, 2020, 2021, Caleb W. Francis, one of the funniest guys on, on Instagram and, and TikTok. Um, he puts out a ton of these videos just talking to himself in different characters. <laughs> what? Hang on. Sorry about that. Please, God, stop giving me your toughest battles. What? You have diarrhea because you ate a gallon of potato salad. Ah. Have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Please, God, stop giving me your tough. <laughs> he does a whole bunch of those. Somewhere he talks like uh, God creating different uh, insects, different animals, and like he came, you know, he came to a platypus and just didn't know what to do and threw all the leftover body parts at the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> The That's platypus great. is seriously like, you know, those little like Christmas ornaments where you turn the dial and it's like Santa Claus's head, but like all oh, reindeer feet. Like that's yeah. what the platypus <laughs> is. And it's crazy. Um, well, Sam, tell everybody where they can find you, what, where they can follow you, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me on the Black Flag show um, and I'm Black Flag Pod on Twitter. Heck yeah. Sam, yeah. appreciate you joining tonight, man. It was a blast. This is the greatest yeah, podcast ever. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome back, my friend. Yeah, yeah man. It's good having you on. Yeah. Good to meet you. Cheers, everybody. Alden, Steven, y'all got any uh, anything to promote right now? Anything going on? Uh, Free Georgia podcast, man. You've been hitting the lick lately. You got Josh That's Smith. You got Clinton Cowart. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, these guys are killing it. Yeah. I mean, Clinton's killing it in Savannah. So it's going going well, and we'll uh, see how Josh's guys have some good that. stuff to say. Uh, you just follow that Libertarian Party of Georgia, mm -hmm. please. If you you know if you feel so compelled to uh, 
be a member or donate. This is this is how we do these things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how we bring content to you. This is how we keep moving, how we put on special events, how we keep the pressure, uh, you know, how, how we, uh, you know, actually have people researching this stuff to bring it to light. I love it. Absolutely. Go to lpgeorgia.com, learn more, um, join the party, all that good stuff. And Follow I'm just here Twitter, to promote... Too. Follow on Twitter L- at LP Georgia. It's a buddy, good time. Buddy puts out some great tweets. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Is he in oh, charge yeah. of the tweets for the? He's LP in charge Georgia? of all the tweets. Yes. Oh God. yeah, he does the tweets, but oh, I, no, I, I am technically his his boss. Okay. <laughs> I'm just here to support. But I just sad, let him do whatever he wants. It's <laughs> sad late night grilled yeah. cheese and whiskey. And for that's for what any, I'm gonna uh, do. For anybody who's still watching this show. The topic we discussed was sensitive. Um, none of us, I'm going to get a nod confirmation from everybody, have suicidal thoughts. Um, all of Wait, our, break lines, our, our break lines work perfectly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything's good in our lives, and there's no reason that we should be dying within the next, I don't know, year. We'll say. No. Hillary's no. emails I've... are on one of my hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I have no history. That hard drive is not in my laptop. <laughs> I just want to announce that I don't go around with a laptop without a hard drive. So <laughs> if you find that that's suspicious, like let's teach people what suspicious means. That's, I have no yeah. psychological issues. Also, I have many, but not the suicidal type. Yeah, <laughs> or homicidal. All right, well, that'll do it for this week, y'all. Make sure to tune in to the Free Georgia Podcast Monday nights at eight p.m. Tune into this show every Thursday night, 8 p.m. And yeah, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. We'll see you next week, y'all. Peace. Cheers.